0: Cast.
1: oh is that how we always start is it always too loud is uh-huh. that what we do do always. we break it
2: do we break the internet i
1: think we broke the internet and i, can't I think hear we, that broke, song. we broke that song broke everything you
3: gotta crank that baby up well
1: that's all right you know what? We'll, we'll fix it in post okay uh we do have a little of the man behind the mask yeah. he's back he is back because it is halloween time yes so uh that's what one better alice movies. cooper song than the song from friday the 13th part six six is that jason lives yes yeah yeah not a new beginning that's part seven Correct. With the girl with telekinesis. Yes. That's an important distinction to make. Anyway, this is the Blackcast, Blackcast 250, 250, and we figured, what would we bring people that they don't usually get, getting the chance to look at us? So we're sorry. But welcome, anyway, uh, for those of you that are just listening to the Blackcast as usual, the audio-only version, um, you missed it. You fucked up. But you can still watch it on our YouTube channel, and the link will be at blackcast.com. But if you're lazy, you can just listen to the audio. And of course, as always, I'm Christian Butt, at Christian DMZ. Next to me is the host of the Motivation Report. Oh, I was like, what? The host yeah. of the Motivation Report, yes. Will Sterling at WillSterling underscore. That's me. And Jeff Duray, not at Captain AO, but at Jeff Duray.
2: Mm-hmm. Much less interestingly. While
1: on the road. Host
2: of Jeff Duray on Twitter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> making time for us. The host of driving his car while he talks to us at Coltrane Leaks. Coltrane, hey yo, oh! Coltrane, thank you uh, for finding some time to be with us. We were gonna have you streaming video while you talk to us, but it started to make me really right. nervous, and I didn't want to cause an accident. I feel like that would have sucked.
0: <laughs> it would definitely suck. I. I was willing to, like, be the ratings grabber for you. So, I mean, there was that, but that's how I appreciate the show, and I'm willing to make sacrifices. But that that idea was shut down, so what can I do? Yeah, no,
1: you were willing. You were trying to do it, but, uh, you know, that's how far you're willing to go for the Wilterage. Oh, yeah. Which we haven't talked about in a little while, uh, Coltrane. Let's get an update from Will as to the status of the Wilterage, please. Um. Still, still, we're, still, we're still grinding. We're looking at it right <laughs> now. Still, this still is, grinding. This yeah. is it? Yeah. You're,
3: okay. I mean, you guys are still part of it, of course. Sure. Yes. But there's no perks yet.
1: And Coltrane is the East Coast contingent. Yes. The He's s- going to start the, yeah, the East.
2: <laughs> the Crips or whatever. Which one of us is drama?
1: Uh, Coltrane. I mean, I'm old, so it's probably Uh, me. No, no, no. Coltrane is the least drama. What are you talking about? But he
3: loves all the the WikiLeaks stuff. What's it called? Daily Mail?
1: Daily Mail, yeah. 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 Which, I mean, let's talk about that for a second, Coltrane. You know, there is a Daily Mail TV show now. Have you noticed that?
0: I did see that, but they brought in, like, Jesse Palmer to be that guy. And I, I was like, that's just... Dumb. Who's like, Jesse? Like, Jesse Palmer just seems dumb. So, I don't know. I
1: feel like the host should have been Coltrane. I mean, the one and only Coltrane. I, that's the reason I bring it up. Why would anyone other than Coltrane be hosting that show? I mean,
0: basically because I'm pretty much on point with the Daily Mail. Like, that's pretty much where I get all my news all the time. So... I definitely feel like, I don't know, I'm a bit more involved in it th- than he was. So I would have picked me,
1: but that's just me. That That is just you. And uh, hello to everyone watching live on YouTube in the YouTube chat. Uh, Jason Blair, annoying, uh, an- well, annoying, but also ignoring all three of his kids. Uh, they're just running around with scissors around the house, but uh, welcome. Perfect. And uh, Coltrane, uh, Jason somewhere. Blair says, you would not have an accident while you were FaceTiming in the car Because Boston drivers are the best, correct? I mean, that is a pretty accurate statement. Uh, well. Jeff, so, Jeff DeRay, so, yeah, would you have
0: that going for me?
1: Do you stand by that assessment of Boston Driving, Jeff DeRay? Not at all. Not <laughs> at all? Okay. Not at
2: all. I would say that he's actually in imminent danger for a couple reasons. One, we keep <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> and so I'm pretty sure we're really putting this out there in the universe. I apologize ahead of time, Coltrane. Do, if anything awful happens, do, I'll take full responsibility. Do you
1: think it's possible that, uh, I believe they call them the stateies out that way, the state troopers, oh, yeah. are watching the black cats and they're like, wait. This guy is FaceTiming while he's driving. We're going to go find him. So do you think that the red lights are going to pull up behind him while we're on the air? Uh, There's a good chance. And what are the odds that that cop is Paul P?
0: (laughs) Very high. Mm-hmm. Well, except that I, I'm more on, like, back roads than I'm on, like, like highways, so there's not really stadies on back roads. Watch uh, out for the racistly
2: named Black Ice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, wow. I, guess, I mean, I guess there's that.
1: There was the first bell of the, uh, of the Black House. Uh And by the way, I have not addressed the title of this episode because I was so excited that Coltrane yeah. was driving while talking to us. Uh, it, it is called Halfway to a D uh because of uh <laughs> for all of our roman numeral fans d is 500. Oh. so this is halfway to a, d. Halfway to a ha- d half a d yeah or as jeff's girlfriend agent romanoff suggested what did she say we should call it just the tip exactly that's why we, we love agent romanoff she yeah. suggested we call it just the halfway tip to a uh d. jason molner and farad muhammad also in the chat I think I'm one of the five people in the... I'm actually one of the six.
3: Okay, don't but, get snarky.
1: Well, no, you? I'm just saying there's not enough
3: people. Oh, I thought you were saying well, Farad Muhammad is saying this. No,
1: no, no, no. Oh, no, no, Farad's not saying that. No, no, Farad is a scholar and a gentleman. Yes. I'm waiting for at Paul P to uh, check in, but that'd be great to see. I think see. he's gone. I think he's like... He's still, he still walks the earth like came from Kung Fu. Are you sure? No. I'm not sure. Not, <laughs> not missed, at this point.
3: He might have pissed off the wrong person. Uh, or he's part of the alt-right movement.
1: Coltrane, there are so many things that we need to talk to you about. There's so much happening in the world. But we need to start somewhere very important. If we had any kind of production, we'd roll out a red carpet, a little production piece for Coltrane's Corner, where we would all you know, be superimposed in a little corner. Maybe we'd even have the clip from Dirty Dancing where Patrick Swayze says no one puts baby in a corner. We don't have any of that. Instead, we just turned to Coltrane's Corner, and I need to get your expert opinion on this. Playboy has announced that they will have their first transgender centerfold. Wow. And one, have you seen the pictures? Two, how do you feel about this?
0: Uh, I have not seen the pictures, but I did obviously see the article because it was on Daily Mail. (laughs) Of course. uh, (laughs) It's sort of irrelevant to me, like, one way or another. Like, once Playboy sort of decided there are naked pictures in there. I was just kind of like, hey, the articles were okay, but not that good. So right, but then they really they they immediately went like right back.
1: But I was going to say they went right back to putting naked pictures back into the magazine, or I guess it's just a website now. They were going to have no nudes, and then they went back to having some nudes, and now they have the transgender centerfold that's uh, forthcoming. Me. You, were, what do you think? Well, no, no. Well, let let me uh, get yeah. Coltrane for it. I don't know.
0: Like I just felt like once Playboy sort of. I got what they were trying to go for when they, when they stopped uh, putting naked pictures in it. And, I mean, it's the Internet age. Like, you, everyone can see anyone naked. It's not that big a deal. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, there was just something about it that just seemed like, okay, well, most other magazines, like, are kind of dying anyway. So, it's just kind of a, like, that was still, like, their thing. So, then they sort of eliminated that. And so, I just don't really feel like they've been particularly relevant that lately So then I saw that they were putting a transgender model in, and it's like, okay, I just feel like, I feel like it's just something that they're trying to do to sort of, like, get, generate some headlines for it, because I just, I think that they sort of, they made a calculated risk in what they did, and I think that it sort of backfired, so now they're trying to, you know, just sort of, like, be current and see if that helps at all, but... I I don't really think that
1: it will. I'm just uh, reminding Will that we're on camera and he's got like all this junk in front of him, which usually when we do the podcast, it doesn't matter. We have all this stuff here. Jeff has the same shit. Well, Jeff can take care of Jeff. <laughs> um, but I do agree with your point, Coltrane, that uh, Playboy has not been relevant for the photos or the articles <laughs> in a while. I just think that when Hef died, they felt like, okay, now we can finally do this. You know, because we're like... Uh, this is probably going to push the old man over the edge, but
2: uh, let's hold off on this. Uh, Don't you think to an extent too, like, print mediums are already like, dying. All print mediums, right? Yes. So, dirty print medium, which was like, used to be like, the place you could see these things. Like, that was the attraction there. Right. Now, you go see like, worse versions of the same pictures you can see online in better resolution and all these other things and have access to like, an infinite number of better versions of this, so yeah, you've got to be basically going straight for the articles, straight for everything else that made it like a periodical, a magazine. But sure. the reality is, that's dead too. So Playboy's just—they're like Blockbuster. They're gonna keep trying to like cling for dear life, <laughs> wow. and they're just gonna fucking die. But I think—I mean—I think the the transgendered centerfold is interesting. It's an interesting move. I like the idea that it's like breaking barriers, but then. It also enters into this really interesting conversation for me of okay, if you're if you got a magazine that's supposed to be based around like your sexuality, let's say largely male heterosexuality. Yes. To an extent having this out there do you not worry that that might challenge certain people's notions of like oh wow i don't know how to feel looking at this picture because she's she is a very pretty girl Mm -hmm. like i'm not taking anything away from her pictures yeah but but at the same time there's just i I know so many people where it's like you just have that in the back of your mind you're like but that's a guy so if i'm attracted to that am i gay Hmm.
1: well i think that's what starts the conversation conversation and the reason why we're having the conversation uh, not just because I was waiting for Coltrane to be with us, but because we also have our resident black cast feminist, Mr. <laughs> Will Sterling, the man at, at Will Sterling underscore. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Give us your thoughts about first of all what you think about the model because I think look this person and I'm going to say it's a woman now, so mm-hmm. she's very attractive. Yeah, I really like her balls, but what do you think? of her fuck? chest balls oh. yeah thank you thank oh you. okay no but th- that's <laughs> christian blatt who said that at christian Gmz. well certainly not attributed uh, that quote yeah what do you think about the photos which we've looked at which are out there which yeah. we don't need to roll in here in sure. the podcast we'll let people find them uh i don't want to get sued for using photos your uh,
3: thoughts i think she's attractive i think it's great i think playboy prides itself on on doing these type of things like there was a documentary that came out on amazon where it was like the playboy story and it kind of went from inception to like the 90s and it was interesting fascinating it was like sort of documentary but also like drama recreations and there's a lot of fascinating things and i'm sure there I, I know for a fact that a lot of shitty things have gone on in playboy because of photographers and people who worked at the company and i'm sure there's a lot of sexism and rape culture and all these things perpetuated but what they kind of st- pushed for themselves more than anything was that they were there to report on civil rights and do all these things for magazines that like magazines weren't doing at the time so i think for them they also see it as this opportunity to be like look this is like us being even more inclusive and maybe raising opening up the questions to like I, look i see pictures of this girl and i'm like she's really pretty but in no way am i like this makes me question my sexuality i'm mm. like she's pretty and i'd look at naked pictures of her and i'm like oh in the book and you'd be like great you know what i mean like but that it kind of stops there and if anybody feels threatened by it because of that then it's like you have other things that you need to work on mm-hmm.
2: i the whole question mark of like because I've, I've heard this raised before where it's basically like the conversation i's, I've, that i've had is it's like okay as a straight man are you is there some sort of like um bigoted thinking to be like I'm not attracted to transsexuals just like outright based on the fact that they were born Uh, a different gender right right there's a real question there because i I think sexuality is is an individual experience right so everybody's welcome to say they're not into a certain thing and and no one should have the right to be like how dare you yeah but at the same time it's like obvious right from the get-go that that's a small-minded statement because like we just saw a girl who is very attractive yet i still in the back of my mind i'm like i don't think i would try to have sex with her because i would i'd be caught up in my own But then, of course,
1: the question becomes if you meet this person and you're just talking and you hit it off and that's what they look like and you don't know that it's transgender, you might find yourself attracted to this person Mm -hmm. because, I mean, look, she's attractive. Although, Jason Blair says, transgender or not, not hot, which that's perfectly a matter of opinion. Our friend Matt and KC says, a mouth is a mouth. God bless you, Matt and KC. Wow. Uh, I true. think that's very open-minded <laughs> 2017 thinking and I definitely uh, appreciate that uh, that viewpoint. but uh, yeah, I think it's it's difficult to say because this is in the context of you know that this is a transgender model. Mm-hmm. So if you just think about looking at it objectively, like sure, you know it's a I, I, look, I've certainly got some way worse notches on my belt than mm-hmm. what this person looks like. I don't believe any of them uh, were equipped like she is okay. but uh, you know, you, Maybe some of them were and hit it really
2: well. I don't know if you. Uh, did you ever watch that show, My Name is Earl? Sure. You remember I love that the show. Like, Hispanic housekeeper from the place? That's yeah. who she looks like to me. Oh. A lot. Like, oh, yeah. similar. Yeah, I know that actress. Similar fiction. Oh, I know who you are. <laughs> oh, uh, now yeah. that, oh, oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Uh,
1: Coltrane, we bring you back in, uh, not just because you're driving and listening along to this, but uh, because it, there's more that we feel like you can weigh in on what do you think about somebody this isn't even about yourself does looking at this and being attracted to this model do you think that that should make someone question their own personal sexuality
0: no but i sort of think that jeff kind of hit it accurately where it's like everyone's ideal of their own like sexuality is like their own thing so it's like Do I think that that should make someone question their sexuality? No. The only issue that I ever really, like, have with this is if you go to a bar and you meet somebody and they don't tell you, I think that's fucked up. But I think it's more fucked up because they lied to you about it. And, like, that's sort of... You don't want to, like, be be surprised by something, I guess. It's like if you meet someone and you think that she's a woman, then how would that make you question your sexuality? Like, that's not really a thing. But I, like, I do sort of understand why people... Would be like freaked out about it, but it's not like you saw a guy and you were like, oh my god, now I'm really attracted to a guy and now I'm questioning my sexuality. It's like she is a woman, she's presenting herself as a woman, so it's not like so it really shouldn't like impact what you like what you think about it. But I don't know. I mean, I I also think that there's I, we're at a time when there's a lot more like sort of understanding about it, so it's a it makes it a little a little different, and I think it makes it, like, more people tend to be a little bit more open-minded about it, so it's, it's not as black and white where it's like, oh, my God, now what do I do? I don't know. I Like, I don't think it should make anyone question anything, but I guess that's because, like, I'm just sort of comfortable with who I am, so I hope everybody else is too. Mm-hmm. I'm not really... I don't know. Like, I don't really judge a whole lot of people on that
2: stuff. So So that leads into my next question, which is at what point do you feel like uh, a transsexual woman mm-hmm. needs to disclose that information? Like, if you're talking to her at a bar, does it ha- need to be before there's any, like sexual contact like kissing I'm talking about or does it need to be before basically the point where you tell someone if you had an STD I mean
3: it's kind of like somebody oh this isn't a future time space continuum story but I was involved in the situation where something was not told to me it's true that's That's exactly what I was thinking let's
1: let's tease that forward that'll be in a black cast story in the month of November
3: virginity story yeah we'll just say that we'll just say that so the information was given given to me way too late in the evening way too late like way
2: too late yeah so yeah I mean like at the bar
3: you know what I mean like if someone's like hey let's go home and you're like let's do this I should tell you right now
2: you know what uh, I mean absolutely right. I, I would think that that is a point but I can also I feel like there's plenty of guys out there that like uh, just sticking on something Coltrane said that, not that I think he was going this way but wh- where you talk about like that's a lie at what point are they lying to you? If they identify as a girl and they're being like, I'm a girl. Why? That's not a lie. That's their truth. Now, you know, objectively from this other standpoint and where he's coming from, I understand exactly what he's saying. So that's my question is it's like, because you know that there are people out there that it's like if they just talked to a transsexual girl and i never like even anything intimate like yeah. maybe didn't even dance right and then at the end of the night that transsexual girl was like you know just to let you know i'm uh transsexual i was born a different gender yeah they i could see people being enraged by that like you've been lying to me and right. again it's just like no they haven't but. Right. And I also see it's ridiculous
1: for the expectation of, hi, I'm Caitlyn, I'm transgender. I'm using that name not because this is actually Caitlyn Jenner, but I actually don't remember the name of the model. I think you don't have to disclose that up front. But yeah, I think that there's a point where things ought to be revealed. Hey, everybody in the chat, when do you think (laughs) you should be told that the person that you're with has something important to tell you, whether it be I've got a bait and tackle downstairs or uh, nobody's ever... It's two berries. Twigging two berries. <laughs> twig <and> two berries. <laughs> uh, or nobody's ever, you know, been through here before. You mm-hmm. know, any of that kind of important information. Let us know in the chat. Jason Blair, uh, I never dated girls with tattoos. So oh. you ju- uh, he just right. doesn't like them. And it's oh. relevant because he says you can't say someone's bigoted just because they rule out transgender people. You don't have to say that. They could be, mm-hmm. but that also just might yeah. not be what they're into. Of so, yes, yeah, it's not automatically bigoted. that. No.
2: Somebody uh, who's bigoted towards gen- transgendered people will not want to date transgendered people. That's right. true. It's kind of a square rhombus situation. Uh, I don't believe that I'm a
3: bigoted person. Not interested in dating transgender people. That's fine. Yeah. Right? No, absolutely. So, people feel put up against the wall and they're like, well, what are you trying to make me feel or do or say or think or whatever? And it's like, nothing. Nothing. You just do whatever you want
1: to do. Uh, Matt and KC, God bless you, he says, uh, before second base. So once you get to second base, that's the time. Hey, I'm transgender, or hey, I'm a virgin. I mean,
0: I, that seems like a pretty reasonable position to take, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, just
2: because. I agree, fake, fake boobs, really? Like, I mean, who? Let's by. Uh, who here has touched fake boobs? Me. Uh,
1: my hand Oh wait, all yep. three of our hands all are. All three up? of yeah. our hands. Yeah. Well, you call, you oh, you, on video. you banged a stripper,
2: so obviously you Boops, touched yeah. fake boobs. Yeah, I've touched more than one pair of fake boobs. <laughs> I thought you
1: were gonna say I've Actually, touched more than one. I, a girl I only touched one. And I
2: refused to touch <laughs> the other. <laughs> yeah. one. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! Stop down. Say that again.
2: I dated a girl who was in Playboy back when she was like 18. You, you look you her, her, her Natasha Tamika. Wait, Natasha? Another? No, not this yeah. Natasha oh, Different Tamon. Natasha Tamika. You created two Natashas. Yeah.
3: It's like every time I want to do that app a and then Nicole pops up, I go, nope. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the other Natasha went by Nat. So, oh, this one it? goes by Samika? Tasha, right? Yeah, and to Natasha Sam- or Tasha. How do you spell it? E. You call her Tosh 2.0. Natasha Tamika, T-A-M-E-K-A. So <laughs> your point about fake boobs, though. Okay, I'm just saying, like, touching fake boobs seems like a, like, even if I knew you were a transgendered, like, woman, I would touch, I would touch your boobs. Just for the bit, like, oh, let's see how they feel. Like, let's right. see how that job went. Obviously, you would
1: ask first. <laughs> And say, hey, do you mind if I see what's going on? Because I want to, you know, maybe maybe you want to get a pair for yourself. Oh, yes. Congratulations to Jeff DeRay on Natasha. What's the, her name?
2: Um, Tamika. Tamika. Mm-hmm. She's so make like sure six you... feet tall. Big girl. Look at you. How'd you exactly. not
1: get lost in there?
2: <laughs> <Uh-oh>. Oh, yikes. <laughs> wow.
1: Coltrane, we've talked about fake boobs at great length on the Black Cast over the years. But on the occasion of our half a D, I think we ought to really uh, revisit the topic. Do you have a preference? Real boobs, fake boobs, uh, are you indifferent?
0: I mean, I like real boobs better, but I mean, I'm not gonna like turn a girl down because she's got fake boobs, you know?
1: That is the correct answer, thank you. (laughs) Yes, uh, I uh, certainly prefer. Uh, obviously now I'm completely off the market sorry ladies hey. I'm not uh, not looking for anything but uh, you know when I, when I wasn't I wasn't like all right well I'm out of this situation because these are not real I am not gonna keep this going I cannot believe she lied to me mm-hmm. but it does sort of continue on that conversation they don't need to disclose that they have fake boobs but you know at some point depending on the size that they've gone with you might not know right away you That's know, true. if they're triple G's, you're probably like, those aren't real. But mm-hmm. if they are, look
2: out. See, like to <laughs> me, I'll take uh, I'll take a pair of fake boobs over certain pairs of natural boobs, like small o- oblong nipples, um, double A's, hangy hang hang gliders, women hang over gliders. A, hang gliders, <laughs> that kind of stuff. I'll take I'll take fakes over those. Okay, personally. Okay.
1: Uh, Will, yeah. um, fake boobs. Was this this had to be recent, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, did you meet this person, this woman, and just go like, okay, those are fake, or did you? uh, I didn't
3: really know until until you were right in there. Yeah, Yeah. so that's
1: what I'm talking about. You don't always. I mean, look, there are times you definitely know, right? uh, But uh, sometimes you don't. And I, you did not feel like this person was lying to you by not. uh, just closing about their fake boobs. Yeah. No. Hi, I'm Cindy and right. I have fake tits.
3: Right. I mean, I'd be Somebody like,
1: isolate that audio. I'm going to use it in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the little thing That's at the, the end, intro. end. The little
2: thing the at the podcast. end. Hi, I'm Cindy and I have fake tits. <laughs> that should be
1: the little thing at the end of this episode, do you think? <laughs> well, you know, they'll probably do something else. Half, uh, halfway to D, halfway to fake double deeds. Yeah. Uh Jason Blair, you'll know as soon as she lays on her back. <laughs> My man. Uh, if they stay upwards, you know they aren't real. That's true. Yeah, they they're, they just continue to face.
0: Unless she's in her early 20s, then they still stand up. That's true. Yeah, see, so you know what? That's true. a
1: really important point, Coltrane, and I'm so glad you brought that up uh, because we also, it's been a while since we visited the topic of, you know, 20-something breasts. And yeah, they do tend to uh, stand up better. They're nice um, so far. Will, what do you think about breasts in their 20s? They're great. Yeah, I feel like you've uh, you visited with some of those recently, and I'm not talking about in the last 24 hours. I'm talking about more in
2: general. Mm -hmm. Uh, I visited with Will's breasts in the last 24 hours. Well, and when we talk about Halloween, we will see. Yeah, Yeah. uh,
1: Will and Will did not put the tape over the nipples; he was just showing. I
3: just I was like, let it all hang out. Let it all hang out. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Which was great for the theme of your costume, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Yes, Colton, you are so wise. That's the kind of knowledge that we don't get when you're not driving while you talk to all of us. On the black cast uh and now uh, matt and KC agrees with jason that he's correct about uh you know when they're fake um well i think that this has been a very fun conversation but <laughs> oh. now
3: it'd be ta- go ahead. you also know because they can't lay on their stomach without a pillow underneath them
1: oh was that, that's a thing mm-hmm. it's too painful <clears throat> um well i need to ask why is she laying on her stomach
3: she just that's what she told me when she was on her stomach oh
1: i thought that uh sex I, christian
2: Second yeah, time. but on her, her stomach. That's what she told me when she was on her stomach, She's and lame. I was inserted in her vagina. On her stomach. Thank you, Jeff, for yeah. giving
1: me the information that I want. I if nothing sex. else, we want to share this with the Black Nation. Station. I, look, you don't love me. You just love my doggy style. That's what I was looking for, somebody yeah. to name say of your that. sex
2: tape kung fu. <laughs>
1: Jeff's kicking cans all over the place. We can't keep kicking the
2: can
3: down the road, guys.
1: (laughs) We've been kicking Blackass 250 down the road for a while. Long time. It was a long time, and we're here. I I can't believe it. Uh, Before I bring it down to the conversation I was going to get into, Coltrane, think back. To the earliest days of the Black cast, did you only do it because you were afraid that I would want to fire you if you didn't hang around to talk to us? I'm going to ask Will the same question. That's not just for oh, you. I didn't feel that.
0: No, I genuinely like you guys, so it, it was fine. Like, hanging around to, like, do the show was fine. Yeah, I thought so. Just fine? Just fine. It was just fine. But no, it was fine. Uh, I, I mean, I had a good time doing it. Like, I wouldn't have done it if I... I would have just, like, made an excuse as to why I had to leave if I didn't want to stay, like so I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I like well,
1: you guys. Well, and, and and we are hashtag Team Coltrane. Uh, Bajenski did not enjoy doing it, <laughs> no. but he would just, like, leave the studio, and then I'm like, oh, I need something from him, but yep. I'll have to wait. Yep. Um, and then, Will, you enjoyed uh, yeah. doing the podcast. Because the podcasting seemed relatively new back in... What well, wasn't that new in 2013? But it's still, you know, it now it's like everybody has like podcasts that they listen to. I mean, yeah. Also, everybody has a
2: podcast Correct. except Jeff. Jeff, <laughs> the EO Cast. It's in the works. Yeah. We we do one episode every ten years.
1: Oh, I, and you just haven't done the first one yet. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I thought it was fun, but Jeff, you came into a new situation mm-hmm. where you were replacing someone and you also had another job to get to you've probably felt pressure to like oh, I have to do the black cast as part of my job
2: it, it was never I mean I, basically it was one of those things where when I took over the job yes it was very much made out as like one of my responsibilities yeah. but it wasn't made out as like a oh yeah and then you gotta worry about doing this fucking podcast I'm thing. surprised
1: that Budzinski didn't sell it to you like well, that
2: he, I mean he wasn't thrilled about it he was just like oh yeah and then you'll have to stay for this thing I always right. just try to leave but, by this time you just tell them that you have to go by yeah. this point and i was like okay <laughs> and i he always I, us. and
1: we were happy he still hates us yeah, yeah. He, just, he,
2: he had no interest in participating in the podcast because it was like david would only either want to like make jokes that made coltrane extremely like uncomfortable uh, very true <laughs> or he wanted to just like completely check out check out finish his like Post show work, because that's the shitty part of being like the tech op is yeah. you always have so much shit to do after yeah. the show's done. Yeah. So it's like everybody else is like, all right, we're going to go have fun and do other things. And you're like, but I'm going to be here for another hour. Can you guys like wait? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and
1: by the way, for those of you that have jumped ahead to Blackcast 250 to watch it live, uh, there's a great story that we tell on Blackcast 249 about visiting with Liev for the first time in quite a while. Yeah. And um, spoiler alert, we made him cry, yeah. but not in the good way. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was in a good way, but not, in, teeth. not yeah. in the dirty way. <laughs> too much <laughs> teeth. Will <laughs> <laughs> Sterling. Um, uh. But uh, Jason Blair says, Did Christian have the pull to fire people at Westwood One? I was not the one to do firing, but if it was time for someone to be let go, I definitely steered it in that direction. Who had the conversation with the Swami? I was in the room, oh. but uh, Max Krasny from Westwood <laughs> oh, yeah, One. Yeah, yeah. Was that like Bart? By the time I came, no. Max was the basically West Coast Bart is the best way to explain who he West was. Coast Bart. Hey dudes, yeah, we got to let the Swami go, okay, buddy? <laughs> Jeff had never met this person, but actually, I think Max was still there when you worked, but yep. he didn't go across the street. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you think that? Uh, what do you remember about that situation, Coltrane, the Swami?
0: <laughs> I mean, listen, you know, he was a nice enough guy. He was just kind of incompetent. But it was like, but he was like that guy that he made a mistake. And he made a pretty big mistake. And I, I kept trying to, like, get him to, like, kind of acknowledge it. And he kind of wouldn't. And so it was just like, okay, bud, um, whatever. And so, like, he was just, he... For a while you just sort of think, okay, it's gonna take him a little bit of time to sort of like get in the groove, but then you just sort of realize, nah, he's he's not really that good at this. Yeah. He's, yeah. Um, he's what one might call a little incompetent when it comes to this sort of a thing. See but what actors
2: it, all the time. It didn't See really actors-
0: work out <laughs> so well for him.
2: Was uh, he just, like, slow thinking so or I'll, slow I'll moving? I'll
1: use some uh, slow thinking, slow moving, yes. And he also, like, didn't play well with Dennis on the air. Like, oh. he was, like, he didn't want to embarrass himself by saying something. So it was bad. Uh, I didn't, knew we were in for trouble when his resume had three smiley faces at the bottom. I wish that was a joke, but it's not.
3: Didn't he delete an entire show? Or he lost an yeah, entire so, show? Yeah, uh, so that's...
1: There's a couple instances. So... Uh, there was a pre-taped show mm-hmm. where we would pre-tape the Dennis Miller show we're talking about. I think most people know, but just in case they don't, the nationally syndicated Western One uh, Dennis Miller show. Uh, uh, he was a an interim uh, board op between Sabes and Liev, and he did not last very long because he was indeed not good at his job, and he would record pre-taped shows, and the first time he did it, he didn't record my mic, and Dennis talked to me, so he had to edit in a way where it didn't make any sense what Dennis was talking about because he just took out the parts where he's like, what do you think, Christian? And then Dennis just moved. He jumped around topics. So I was like, all right, well, I'll talk to him about that. And then we pre-recorded a show that he lost. Yeah. Uh, But it wasn't a great show. I mean, it it was an interview with that musician who did the song The Streak. The uh, I forget that guy's name, and I'll have to look it up. If, we had some
3: great guests on that show. <laughs> we sure did. Oh, That's
1: why I wasn't that upset about it. Uh, oh, I almost had it. Anyway, and so he lost that show. It was one of those things that the publicist was like, can you send me audio to it? I was like, sure thing, and just never followed gone. up. Just yeah. gone. And uh, so there was that. But then he, on a pre-taped show, there was a curse in it, and... Brett Ray Stevens was the the, uh, oh, yeah. the musician. I'm using air quotes for those watching on YouTube. The musician and he lost the he, uh, interview. I'm sorry, Dennis Miller fans who maybe are learning for the first time that Dennis talking to Ray Stevens is something they never got to hear. I heard it, and uh, <laughs> that's, that's all that like, really matters.
3: It's like the lost Doctor Who like episodes. It's like in a box somewhere yeah. in like South Africa, like a reel of yeah, it. We'll yeah. it. Yeah, We'll find it. Yeah, we said in we one said, of those
2: crates along yeah, with the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, yeah and, and <laughs> by the way, listening to that segment
1: will melt, melt your, your face, <laughs> especially if you're a Nazi. But uh, yeah, so. <laughs> He he edited us so he uh, so he marked you know on not to get too technical slash boring but if you look at the program that I guess it was Wave Lab at that point you program. could look and see where he marked that he was going to take the swear out mm-hmm. but then he didn't take it out and mm-hmm. it went on the air on a taped show right so like if it sneaks out over the air on a live show which did happen uh, once or twice unfortunately mm-hmm. it's a live show okay that sucks but. So that was like the last straw where they had to fire him. And Man. I did not have to fire him, but I was uh, the, you know, the witness in the room.
3: I like to imagine that you're just standing in the back room in the corner nope. with your arms folded.
1: I wish that I was. But no, can I get a witness? Yes, it was me. And I sat there, and uh, it was really uncomfortable, and I wasn't even firing him. Did he cry? Uh, he didn't uh, in the room. Oh. Uh, afterwards, probably. Oh. I, it, let me just put it this way. His resume had a sad face on it after the fact. Oh, so. yeah. Uh, supposedly, he's doing all right. Are you still Facebook friends with him, Will? I think we're Twitter followers. Okay. He unfriended me on Facebook, but I'll always appreciate how he got me into Club 33 at Disneyland. Oh, yeah. So, thank he you. He also got so me into I'm, the
3: Magic Castle. Yeah. Let so, me see if we're still pals. See
1: if you are see if we're still pals. <laughs> Jason Blair mentioned that it was noticeable to listeners on the show that the new guy wasn't as good as Sabes.
3: Yeah, we're still uh, friends. Me and, and t- me, and, the, me and the Swami, are still friends. You and the Swami, still yeah, still tight. Still Facebook friends. Uh,
1: by the way, Facebook uh, reminded we me did. that uh, seven years ago today was the day that the actual Swami was the guest in the studio. Oh, the Journey Home.
3: Journey Home is a book about something. Some bullshit. <laughs> I traveled the earth and these a bunch of stupid fucking shit. And it's
0: available on Amazon.com.
3: Amazon also. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon Amazon also. And Amazon also.
0: And by the way, uh,
1: Matt and Casey, uh, back to the point about how I was able to fire people at Westwood One, the only person who had more clout at Westwood One than me Zach Sang.
2: Hey! Not the gang. Zach
1: Sang. I, Just Zach Sang.
2: I remember one time, it was after you guys had left, and I was doing uh, one of the basically rerun shows during that like month sure. of rerun shows. Yep. So I was sitting there. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for working got, during that, by after, the way. Yeah, hey, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so I was sitting there like working on one of the shows, getting it ready to be able to... Um, like send it out over to New York because that was like the goal. I wanted to get these done early because I could send them to New York and not have to be there for right. the show if right. I got them done by right. a certain yeah, time. Right, of course. And so I'm sitting there working at the studio. We're supposed to have completely to ourselves for like an hour plus after the fact of the show, and they all go in and start like having a meeting in the other room, and are like, can you leave? And I was like, well, first of all, I'm in a different room than you. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> you don't have the right to be in the studio. It's still our time, right. and I'm doing work for a show, yeah. versus you guys just having a bullshit meeting you could do anywhere.
1: Yeah. A like, show that people <laughs> actually listen to, not Zach saying and the Gang! Is he still on? Uh, probably. Why don't you look him I'm up, up Google and this. we'll uh, find out if... Uh, Zach Sang is around. Uh, Farad Mohammed with a great comment. How about we focus it on ribs? And that's absolutely true. I definitely agree. We should really talk more about ribs. By the way, uh, Coltrane, how's the driving right now? Uh, is everything... Uh, is it uh, smooth sailing? Is there traffic? Or you're doing all right because you're on the back roads?
0: I mean, I'm doing all right. It's been raining a whole lot here, so it's really wet out here, but not like L.A. But people can actually drive in the rain out here, so huh. it's still
1: good. You know what? It is uh, it is a good point. Uh, I, I might be uh, uh, hard on Massachusetts drivers. (laughs) But uh, people do do know how to drive in the rain in a lot of other places in the country. It's this not, is not necessarily
2: one of the drivers as much as the roads that are the problem in Massachusetts. Because like Boston itself, the the streets are literally former cow paths. That's why right. they don't make any sense. Because it used to just be the way cows walked through the city. Um, still going the show. exactly saying the Zach gang sang still sang Show it's just oh, so the
1: gang is no more. <laughs> the, the gang has show. the gang right disbanded. now
3: is these three people. I assume.
1: Uh, Two well, men and a lady. That gang is a face for radio. Yeah, I fucking said it. Still what are you going to do about one. it, Zach Sang? Come on, come at me, motherfucker.
2: <laughs> Zach Sang is one of those guys, like that dude that I like uh, cornered after he <laughs> flipped me off.
1: <laughs> also that... uh, mentioned, I think, in a uh, future, future time-space uh, continuum. Yeah. So but... in the future, oh. you'll hear this great, you'll story. Hear this great yeah. story. But yeah.
2: Zach Sang's like one of those guys that I would love <laughs> to just give one of those reality checks. Like, I realize that you feel famous and important and special, but I have 100 pounds on you and I could kill you, like literally kill you right now and you have nothing you could do to stop that from I mean, happening. Like, yeah. Just remember in life, no matter like how important and rich you are, don't be a douchebag to somebody that could actually murder you right then and there. Right then <laughs> and there. Death is imminent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason Blair
1: adds that people in Boston driving in the sun equals people in LA driving in the rain. Coltrane! your thoughts on that comment.
0: I'm sorry, I actually had to, there was someone who was uh, just about to blow through a yield sign as I, was, as I was listening to you. So I had to flip them off. I didn't actually hear what you said. I think that's so that's ki- that kind of
1: answers the question, yeah. but I, for your sake, I will let you know. Jason Blair says people in Boston driving in the sun equals people in LA driving in the rain. The person blowing through the yield sign seems to make it that uh, he's on to something with that.
0: In fairness, but there are two things that I would say with that. One, I was old. Second of all, I did not stop because I was completely aware of the situation. So I slickly maneuvered around the whole thing, and I am a okay. and I I managed to flip them off as well. Mm -hmm. So this is what I'm talking about. I, as a Boston driver, know exactly what I'm doing. So I can make can be okay even though like other people are you know less okay it's a, it's all about that confidence that mm-hmm. you have in your ability to drive
2: it's like Swagger. in California somebody like comes to like cut you off on the highway and everybody stops in the entire fucking lane for like yeah. three miles in Boston that person comes to like swerve in and everyone's like "Ha, suck a dick and they just like close it off <laughs> and then that person still yeah. finds a way to like force themselves through and you're all just like that's driving in boston great or nice traffic.
1: in keeping with the theme of the episode
2: suck half a d
1: <laughs> suck half a d half
2: suck half a dick, dick. Yeah. half a dick is that like hedwig, hedwig and the angry inch style oh. and i don't
1: i don't get the fascination with that i saw that movie and i was just like oh this is uh, not good I don't and it went on broadway and it it like took the world by storm uh, but it's broadway and it's probably just not for me is I it guess. a
3: guy named hedwig who has an inch long penis
2: it's so, you heavy pretty much and angry. It. It's yeah. like a East German, like during the uh, before the fall of the Berlin Wall, yeah. and basically, there's a guy who had. Uh, that was gonna be turned into a woman, but they left like ha- an inch of his dick. So he basically like had most of his dick chopped off wow. and has this angry inch and becomes this like semi tranny lead singer of this band, Hedwig, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Okay. And it started off as like a Broadway play, and then they brought the person who originally played Hedwig and they made in it a play movie, the movie And then they made it a Broadway show yeah. again with Neil Patrick which, Harris. Neil Patrick, yeah, yeah I mean. which was like worse than the original one. But yeah. it, uh, you we studied much, it in a you class. Summarized it's it's it, yeah. interesting, but I, I completely agree with you in the sense that like Like if you just—it's one of those movies that unless you know you're getting into something like that, you're just gonna be like, "What the fuck?" It was like when I watched Johnny Darko in eighth grade and just had no idea what the fuck was going on. You know, I didn't like it the first time I saw it. Talking
1: about movies that uh, people watched when they were younger, uh, I wanted to bring this up uh, in the previous episode of the broadcast, but forgot, Uh, (laughs) Jeff. You I believe literally shit yourself when you saw Pennywise the clown in the TV version of it. Close. So when you and Will went to go see the new version, um d- did you shit yourself?
2: No, and here's the thing. Like because I'm, I'm a man now. Yeah, because <laughs> because I have a diaper yeah, no, and it's no. not shitting yourself when it's on purpose.
0: <laughs> no,
2: right. uh my it was less shitting myself. It was I was terrified to go to the bathroom because I was afraid he's gonna reach up through the toilet and pull me oh, in. Oh yeah, it was but that, that was also a combo from Look Who's Talking because they had that like Mister Toilet scary thing where it was yeah. like I want to eat your pees <laughs> and your poo poos and like I combined that with like Pennywise being in the toilet and I was just like toilets are bad news. Okay, I'm gonna go <laughs> pee and poop in the backyard like my mommy taught me to. I don't are know are why I'm Trump trumping. Right I, I don't know. I, I don't know shitting nobody in the backyard.
3: about pooping. More than I do, okay. I have take you, the best poops. I take They're solid really phenomenal gold poops. chips in yeah. my solid gold toilet. Uh,
1: there have been uh, some comments in the chat about both. Uh, my chips
3: float too, okay. You'll float down here.
1: Chip Doctor. <laughs> oh, so when Trump as Pennywise? Yeah. yeah. Why as you float Georgie, too.
3: Excuse me, Georgie. Uh, your arm. I don't like your arm, okay. You don't need that arm. More people deserve this time than you. Okay.
1: Why why has Funnier Die when you consider the people behind Funny or Die, why have they not done that video? I don't, where let's do it. Trump I'll do it. down and Yeah, let's yeah. do it. By the way, we still need to do uh, we have a project where we want to do something with a piece of music by Mr. Jason Blair in the chat. Yes. And now we need to revisit that now that now that your life is uh, settling down, it's calming down and down a mine's about bit. to get completely unsettled. Yep with uh, baby girl Black, but that's all right. Uh, I'll make time. Baby. I'll make time for the cast. Uh, anyway, in the chat, there have been a couple of comments uh, where people are wondering about Chimp Doctor mm-hmm. and Slappy and the Commandant. Uh, there was one thing that Dennis always said that he never wanted to see Chimp Doctor at work. Okay. So I feel like I need to go down here. <laughs> I, I just don't think people should have seen that. And of course, Slappy was just... <laughs> that was it. It was, it was a bad Krusty the Clown, I think. Uh, which is another great, where's that Simpsons episode where Krusty the Clown is in the, come on! What about
2: Woodsy Moncton, the world's procrastinative survivalist? I'm
1: coming. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I saw a great interview where Dave Chappelle referred to himself as the Krusty Clown of like the small town in Ohio that he lives in. Oh, I love that. <laughs> awesome.
1: Uh awesome. Ah, so many happy memories from the Dennis Miller show, uh, which has uh, been gone for two and a half years now. But earlier this year on the Blackcast, I made a point to celebrate 10 years, even though it was only on for eight years. You know, we do fun things on the Blackcast. Uh, But, hey, let's bring it down by talking about a serious conversation. Hmm. And I want to know, Coltrane, uh, you first, your thoughts as we hear allegations against Harvey Weinstein. So as we hear that... (laughs) I want to know what you think. And then there's obviously a lot more that we've gotten since then. But I'm interested in your take on that.
0: It's just one of those things. It's like, it's sadly you're not surprised by it. When you find out like some of the people that were involved, you're like, wow, that's crazy. But it's just you're not surprised by it. Like, I'm never surprised when I hear any of this stuff. The fact that it's like kind of blown up as much as it has. In one sense, it's a good thing, obviously, because no one deserves to be treated that way. It's just I'm surprised that it took so long to get to this point. That's sort of what I think about it. But it, it's also like I knew I was friends with a girl who was an actress. And we had conversations sometimes about some of the stuff that went on. And I was just like, I hate that you have to go through with that. And it was like almost if she was resigned to it. And it was also sad that I that she was resigned to it. But then it's just the whole thing. It's like that system just sucks. And it's unfortunate. I mean, I'm surprised that it blew up as fast. And as big as it did, but you hear allegations all the time. Like I didn't, I hadn't heard them specifically about him, but I definitely have heard about like you know allegations about people in Hollywood. So I wasn't really surprised by it.
2: Yeah, uh, Jeff, your thoughts? You well, I was, first question was for all you guys: Have you guys heard the allegations against Louis C.K.? I well, have uh, yeah.
1: heard that now, and I would heard rumblings about it before, uh, but. Well, let's talk about Harvey first. Let's just focus
2: on that. Can we focus it on Harvey? Well, the reason I I, I brought it up was only to say that it's like my my unfortunate perspective on these things is always like kind of, yeah, no shit. Like I'm very much aware of the fact that like rich and powerful people are disgusting, awful human beings. that do disgusting, awful things to other people because they feel they have the power. Like I didn't even really watch it, but just like I I watched the very beginning of that Phil Spector movie last Mm -hmm. night on HBO before I fell asleep. And the just, one? Yeah. And just the idea that Phil Spector was like this rich, famous, important musician, right? Mm-hmm. But it's basically he got so old and weird and creepy that he had to put guns in women's mouths to get them to go home with him so that he could sleep with them. And I I just feel like with all this like weird, powerful uh, celebrity and money mixture that you get these really fucked up situations where you have like these unfortunate, not really realizing what they're getting themselves into girls that are like, oh, you're famous. That's interesting. Like, that's a story. I mean, I don't think all these other awful things are going on. Those are just stories. And then you get, you put yourselves into these situations and it's almost like, I mean, everybody's been in a situation where you don't say no to something that you want to say no to. Cause you're just feeling like what the fuck's happening here. So, I'm like, look at the accusations by Corey Feldman and Corey Haim from years ago. Like, you think that misogyny is the worst thing that's happening in Hollywood? I doubt it. There's probably some really awful, fucked up, pedophilic, the guy from Beetlejuice, shit going on every day. Well,
1: I have to explain that because uh, the guy, Jeff Jones, who's in Beetlejuice and also was the bad guy in Howard the Duck. He's the principal in First Beetlejuice Day Off. Uh, That's a fairly well-known, at least at the time it happened, that uh, he had some allegations, and I don't know that he served time, but uh, there were some pretty serious allegations to that guy. So when you say the guy from Beetlejuice, I need to specify which guy that (laughs) is. Yes, okay. Uh, And it's the creepy guy who, unfortunately, does look like he...
2: Be a and child from, molester Wasn't he in My Parents Save the World or whatever that movie uh, was? Mom and Dad Save yeah. the World.
1: Yeah, with uh, I believe our friend John Lovitz. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: but yeah, I, and I agree. I mean, there, there's that. Uh, look, the, the Harvey Weinstein stuff is terrible. I'm not saying that, and you don't want to compare different kinds of terrible and saying something mm-hmm. is like less terrible because this is worse. But even before I was a parent, the idea of people who prey on children, especially. You know, in Hollywood, it seems so easy and it's so rampant. And I don't like... Uh, to hear about it and because it's true and you know it's true and that's the thing this is all
2: terrible uh, have you been watching any of the Menendez uh, I show have on not NBC? watched it's, that it's is really it good? good it's yeah. very well done and um, just sorry to keep laboring different points but in the in that show there's the whole thing where the judge is basically like refusing to hear testimony because it's just too much for him it's like right. child abuse and, and sexual abuse of children and all this stuff and he's just like nope you're beating a dead horse when it's just like we all have this propensity to not want to hear about it because Mm -hmm. it just makes us so uncomfortable and so upset that to an extent that's our complicity like that's why this shit is happening everywhere around us because we don't want to know about it you hear a story like that and your first reaction is like i really hope that's not true and you feel like that's a good reaction because you're like well i hope that didn't happen to that girl but let's be honest like half that reaction is i hope that's not true because i don't want to have to deal with my feelings of oh, somebody I thought could be a good person is really a monster. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, and I mean, sort of, if you look at the high-profile things like Michael Jackson, there are a lot of people that are just like, I I don't want to hear that. Right. I don't want to believe that. And, uh, you know, I mean, he sure paid a lot of money. That's all I'm going to say. And Cosby? Look,
0: listen, uh, Jeffrey, I was just about to say, don't bring me into this conversation, you see, because it wasn't something that I planned to do. It just sort of, we're going out for some
3: drinks and Theo and Rudy and rah! <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) That was his testimony. That was his testimony. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Camille! (laughs) My wife, Camille! You don't know! (laughs) (laughs) But, look, that's the point. You know, beloved TV dad, and you hear that. Really, my childhood. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. you just hear these terrible things about people. And the Harvey Weinstein allegations are sadly not difficult to believe because one, he's a producer two, you've always heard he's a terrible person. Yeah. Just trying to get people to vote for him for his shitty movies for Oscars. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Shakespeare in Love. And movies that shouldn't have won win because it's like, oh my god, it's Harvey. I'm right. afraid of him. And so you take it to another level. No, yeah, these these are things that you're like, I, I wish it was difficult to believe, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And it, it's terrible and you just you hear about it and at some point, I guess you get anesthetized to it. You know, it's like when you talk about mass shootings and things like that, you're like, it's another one. And you just can't react the same way every time you hear it. Right. I, I guess the positive thing, and there are plenty of people who have decided that they take this as an opportunity to belittle what people have actually been through. But the Harvey Weinstein definitely opened the floodgates for a lot of people just sometimes telling their story or just putting, you know, a little hashtag me too. And just saying that it happened to me. No, I don't want to talk about it, Mm -hmm. but I just want you to know it happened. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, man, it's like everybody, you know, just people doing it on Facebook. I'm like actual people in my personal life, you know, would have had no idea. But I know because men can be terrible. Sure. It's kind
2: of like, well, sorry, I was just going to say it's kind of like child molestation. Like anytime shit like that came out, like when I was working Jerry Sandusky, Mm -hmm. people I worked with that were just like. Yeah, that happened to me when I was a kid. And it's just like people you'd never you don't talk about it more. You don't talk about it like beyond these things. But there's just like there's a lot of stuff that people don't want to talk about uh, that happens to them, be it trauma or whatever else, and it's just like we're all going through a lot. Like we're all, we've all faced a lot of really awful things that none of us want to talk about because we feel like that's the easiest way to like take its power away. Yeah. And I think that that's what we're learning is 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 like a big lie that we've told ourselves that that there's a lot of power in admitting these awful things that mm-hmm. have happened because then you have camaraderie. You have a sense of, like, oh, I'm not this, like, f- awful, weird individual that this one person that, ha- that had this thing happen. to am like, everybody has these kinds of shitty experiences, and we can all, like, listen to each other and commiserate and, like, continue to grow as people. Like, everybody that uh, was negatively affected by Harvey Weinstein now has an amazing but unfortunate opportunity to, like, connect with one another right. and to, to grow, like, a better, more powerful, like, useful community. It's just a matter of, like, are we going to, like, face these things head on? Are we going to say, like, shit, awful stuff happened. It was bad. We can't change the past, but now we can go forward and and shine a light on a positive future because if it now just becomes any time that something happens, it's just like, another Weinstein, you're just another piece of shit male misogynist, or you're just another this, then it's gonna turn into the backfire of like, yeah, well, women sexualize too, and I'm just an objectified male. And it's that's not going to get us anywhere.
1: Right, I agree. Uh, Will, I did want to let you. You were about to make Sorry. a point. When oh, I'm uh, a Jeff are like, well, why here? did
3: these people wait for so long? And a lot of these actresses who are high profile actresses like wait this long and do all this kind of stuff. And then uh, society's really good about continuing to turn blame back around on women. Like that's the that's we're so good at that. You know what I mean? It's like, well, and let come, me just
1: interject for a second. I think a lot of people waited so long because they were never going to tell the story. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's they was were not going to talk about right. it. And now it's like, okay, it might be helpful if right. I mention. You don't let this right. happen to me too. But yeah. that but so
3: they're in such a place where they're so scared or it could ruin their career or it could just like tarnish all this stuff and they're just like you feel so afraid that you're sort of locked in this position where like now that everybody can come out with these stories, like it's really empowering. But the fact that people find a way to still sh- shift blame back around on like victims is just like tremendous to me because it's like it's like what you're saying, it's like it makes them so uncomfortable and they like refuse to believe that it's like an actual problem worldwide where this happens fucking all the time. Uh, they're like, well, I mean, it's the same notion where it's like, well, why? Why? I you guess you shouldn't have gotten that drunk, or I guess you shouldn't have worn that outfit, or I get, you know what I mean? Like you're sort of right. asking for it, and it's like, no. She can be fucking naked, and a no still means no. You know what I mean? Right,
1: absolutely. But, I mean, this isn't even getting to that point. This is like, oh, I get a meeting with this high-powered producer. Of yeah, course I'm I want to Yeah, am just talking about
3: the, the way that people but, sort of look at it.
1: Yeah, the way that people look at it. And, look, it's not unique to this industry that we're right. talking about. It happens all over the place, just right. on smaller levels. And I think that's why it is good that people are talking about it. Be like, yeah, look, it is a problem. We're aware of it, and I guess the Harvey Weinstein thing. Some people knew about it, and his uh, assistant set up these meetings, or yeah. allegedly. Let's always say stuff like that. Right. But you know, someone coordinated. Yeah, Harvey's going to be in this room, and you go to the rep of this actress and say, "Yeah, this is where they should meet him." And it's like, well, what did you think that they're setting up? Right. You know, did they think? that your hot young starlet or wannabe starlet was going to be so smitten with Harvey that uh, they were going to be so excited and fall in love with it. So
3: handsome and charming. Yeah. And
1: this is something that uh, Howard Stern has harped on as he's talked about this issue. The idea that Harvey Weinstein knows that he looks like Harvey Weinstein (laughs) opens the door in a bathrobe and he wanted women to watch him shower and it's just like, you know that you're a disgusting pig physically. <laughs> like, why would anyone want to No fucking, one wants to watch you well, fucking Well, no power. one fucking... And that's in general. Like, I never understood. You know, I'm from an older generation. I don't understand the concept of sending women dick pics. No one wants to look at that. Yeah. But also, my dick isn't as handsome as either of yours, I'm assuming.
2: You don't know that. It's, also, it's, it's the weird part of sexuality where it's no longer sexual. It's like power, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's that, like, he's... It's the same thing with, like, the Louis C.K. accusations where it's like he's not even touching these women he just literally masturbates to their horrified and shocked faces of him trapping them in a room and vigorously masturbating in front of them like that's what Lucy C.K. is accused of He's yeah. like female comedians or something. He'll be like behind backstage a show, and he'll basically like go in, stand at the door, and now have blocked you in, and just like masturbate to your, the girl's horrified face. What the like fuck? Like that's what gets him off.
1: Yeah, at least there, that's the accusation. I'm, yeah, I'm, I've never there's, witnessed. Anything there's a like beloved this, sports figure who the allegation is that he would never cheat on his wife, so he would actually get. I, don't, I think it was usually prostitutes up to the room, and he'd have them in side. Another, he'd be in another corner of the room, and that's what he would do. So some people are just into that. Who was that? Kind of, I I just, I'm not saying it. Why not? because it's it's a, it's a a more of a vague allegation that's never really been made. Do you know but this I, person personally? No, but I, I will say it some other time because I don't want to, <laughs> I, I don't need the backlash. For, you know, this day and age, mm. like, it's not really publicly, you know, it, it, it's like the Bill Cosby thing I had heard about forever ago. Right. There yeah. was no problem with people talking about that. And it's crazy that it really caught on because Hannibal Burris was making jokes about it. Yeah. And then also within the same week, whoever ran the Bill Cosby Twitter was like, hey, let's do a fun meme for Cosby. Cosby, and then they all were like, "Yeah, I'm a rapist." You yeah. know, it was just like a picture of him with like pudding pops or whatever. <laughs> Bob, so
2: Bobcat goldthwaite has been making jokes about Cosby being a rapist since the '80s. Yeah, I, I, I like,
1: can't,
2: I can't even tell you how. Like, 15
1: years ago, I heard a story that was fairly that, yeah. verifiable. So, it, 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 look, it's terrible. And look, Matt and Casey points out that Terry Crews, who is a very funny actor, he's on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, he's from Idiocracy. He was on Everybody Hates Chris. Uh, Mm -hmm. I sat next to him on a plane once. Name drop! Uh, Hey, my friend Bobby
3: De Niro says it's not polite to
1: name drop. (laughs) I love that. <laughs> that. That's a Robert Wool uh, kind of thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> my,
3: my, friend Bob, my friend Bobby De Niro says, "I'm no in
1: But uh, he has uh, a, a allegations of uh, sexual harassment. And look, yeah, there Terry are th- yeah there are, are men who have sexual harassment by men or by women. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I just think that this is the more common thing that people run into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he posted about him being sexually harassed.
3: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's oh yeah yeah not an allegation against right. him. Thank you. For clarifying that uh and uh coltrane uh i feel like that's an existing problem that Mm -hmm. it's easy enough to joke around about like oh i wish if i if i had a hot boss i wish she harassed me but obviously that's also a a problem too i don't think it's as widespread but uh it is something that people
2: bring up and uh, before i go to coltrane uh jeff did you encounter something like that i have been on numerous occasions sexually harassed by female bosses Hmm. like and gay i am um, the old senior chief of engineering yeah. at no place at no that place you work yeah that i used to not work right was a very openly gay man who very openly and blatantly sexually harassed me but it was like i kind of uh i don't want i don't mean to say that but it was like i encouraged it in, in the sense that i just treated it like a big joke mm-hmm. but the reality that everyone was aware of was that this was sexual harassment and i i've worked for like multiple it, it was mostly, like, the older women female hosts when I was working in radio, and they would make a lot of inappropriate comments, and they would, like, constantly be talking about me, and, like, physically and stuff. Like, just a lot of, like, older women that I've worked with and different things, they'll make these comments, and they'll, like, sexualize young men, and we it's just so easily dismissed. Because, like, one, is a young man, you hear those things, and you've been told by society. It's like, oh, just be flattered. They're talking about how great you are. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I,
1: I never heard anything like that. Uh, anyway, continue. Uh,
2: what are you and talking then, about I
1: sent you inappropriate texts all the time. Yeah, but I want those. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I've definitely felt like I've been on the other end, and by no means did I say or do anything about it. I just was I was uncomfortable. Like, I, I, I used to do... Um, like not voice acting but i did like voice acting type classes because that was something i had wanted to do and I literally dropped out of that whole thing because my coach was just sexually harassing me all the time like would try to like make me kiss her, would like constantly like kiss my face Whoa, and all this shit She's on Rick and Morty and all these things. Like she's a like allegedly on Rick and Morty. She was Mr. Uh Pancake or Miss Pancake's yeah, on fine, Rick and Morty no. and stuff. Now, she she does like a lot Jeff of now, I'm
1: just trying to not specify who people are. I'm trying to
2: I'm trying to pull back from being I didn't specific. Say blatant names, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't.
1: but I mean it's a it's an IMDB search away. It is a valid point uh, that is being made there. Uh and it does happen. I, I believe that there is a lot of sexual harassment on the black cast because you were both so attractive. Hmm. And not to leave out Coltrane, who <laughs> I've also sexually harassed on the black cast. I've sexually harassed everyone on the black cast except, of course, for Buzinski. Uh And yes, obviously, now I'm trying to make light of it to pick the mood back up. But uh, Coltrane, that s- sort of issue, let's talk a little bit about that sort of harassment to men by women or also by other men uh your thoughts on how that's probably more commonplace than people are willing to talk about as well
0: i do sort of feel that way because and it sort of highlighted in a very generic sense of when like school teachers end up like hooking up with students and it's like if a female teacher has sex with a male student. It's like, oh, good for that kid, you know? Like, all good. Like, there's no problem there. Because that's sort of, again, sort of a society thing where that's sort of how we've all sort of been, like, trained. But it's like, that's still not okay. But it's, like, considered okay in society. So it does happen. Because of just the views of men and women differently, like, when it happens to a man, it's much more just like, whatever, dude. Like, get over it. Like, it's not that big a deal. And so most people just don't deal with it. They just, like Jeff said, like you either just sort of like blow it off and just like, uh, whatever, or you just don't talk about it. If you're like really uncomfortable about it or something like, it's just, you sort of let it all go because it's the way that you think that you're supposed to, supposed to deal with it. Like you're not, it's not supposed to bother you if like an older woman is into you. Like, So what? So like some hot, some older woman's into you. Deal with it. It's unfair that that's sort of the perception and that's sort of how it plays out because you don't, because then you you never really grow up knowing like what is like, what really is okay and what's not okay. So you have a difficult time understanding like why I should be attracted to this. Like everyone tells me it should be okay that like this hot older woman's into me. Why am I not? And you just sort of like let it go. And so you don't really get a healthy opinion of, of the entire situation. So it does happen a lot more to men than anyone really like addresses. And it would be nice if it, if like we did have that sort of change where everyone sort of addressed it on both sides of it. But I feel like that one will take a lot longer to get. Yeah. And
1: uh, I'll get to Captain here in a moment Uh, in the chat, Jason Blair pointed out something that is relevant to this. Ever since he's been a parent, when you hear stories that affect kids, it impacts him completely differently than it did before. Mm. And, it was about something else that he was saying that, but it's true. Like, these stories about the sometimes very hot teacher that hooks up with the male student, uh, it's very easy to look at that and be like, hey, why didn't that happen to me when I was a kid? But now that I have a, a son and a daughter in the way, I probably think it's it's less fun and less funny. But I, I understand that culture... That brings up the idea if you're a kid and you have that opportunity, wh- what's a 16, 15 year old boy going to do if his hot teacher is like, hey, let's hang out. Mm-hmm. It's, it, you know, it's the kind of situation that they shouldn't have to navigate at that age and, you know, that sort of fragile mental state. So I, I understand that it's widespread, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I guess I have to concede that it's a problem, whereas, you know, 20 years ago, the first really big one was that teacher, Deborah LaFave, who ended up marrying the student and then, I think, getting divorced. But that's besides the point. Uh, That was the first one where you're like, yeah, but look at her. And I guess in the 20 years since, you're like, oh, it happens a lot. And if it's a male teacher and a girl student, you're always very quick to be able to be outraged and upset about it. Mm -hmm. So... I think that people are becoming more aware that it, it is a problem. By people, I mean me. Jeff, what were you going to say?
2: Uh, a couple things. Now, one, I've known a teacher at my high school who basically waited until a girl graduated and then started dating her. So that okay, was like he waited until
1: she graduated.
2: That's and and I get that 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 that's fair. Oh, she's 18 now. You're 36. You're twice her age. That's still inappropriate. Agreed. Like, that straight is inappropriate. up, still 100% inappropriate. But but it was almost like a oh, that's kind of, like, thing, but I guess you waited until she was, like, safe, so you're fine. And I'm just kind of like, what's the difference in the mentality? Like, oh, we've, we've certified that she's now lived a couple months longer. She's She's cool. You can do whatever mm-hmm. you want to her. she's able to make wise decisions she couldn't a couple months ago. Like that, that idea to me is stupid Uh, Two, I think that the reason why misogyny is a lot kind of worse than the gender opposite roles blatantly as I was thinking this is kind of call back to what I was talking about before. Like, and again, it's a Louis CK joke of like things that a girl has to worry about when you go out on a blind date with somebody you don't know is getting murdered. (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah. not something yeah. a guy tends to have to think about like it's a possible right but it's not a thing like there's a long history of guys murdering girls for not having sex with them there's right. not a long history of women murdering men there it has happened yeah but it's just not the same thing so it's like that's what we i think we, we forget sometimes is like taking into consideration that this it wasn't necessarily just like sexual violence that yeah. was happening to them that there was like a very real threat that they were worried that if they didn't like act complicitly in this, their life would be over. I, there's an interesting st- statistic for an episode of my podcast that's
3: coming out tomorrow. TheMotivationReport.com. Uh, yeah, and it was that between the years like 2001, 2012, like something like 6,127 women were killed with a gun by an intimate partner, and that was more than the casualties in the Afghan and Afghanistan and Iraq wars combined. So like,
1: it's between that was uh, 2001, and 2012, 2012. So it's okay. kind of an old. So I don't no, know. if it's no, been but updated, I mean, but still, 6,000. Still something. a terrible number.
3: Uh, and it's so high, and obviously that we're not gonna get into gun control but like that there's that element to it but the fact that it's like more than a war you know what i mean it's like fucking crazy mm-hmm. and it's yeah. in a relationship scenario so it happens all the time that's uh, terrible
1: before we uh lighten the mood uh the problem that we sort of touched on briefly is it, i guess it's wrapped up in two things in hollywood specifically Look, there's a a very famous director who there are allegations about uh, sexual misconduct with men and also with young boys that are unfounded, and he may have directed some movies that I really like a Mm -hmm. lot. Mm -hmm. And you hear a lot of those things, and they're terrible, and you have to wonder with this going on, is that other shoe about to drop or maybe there isn't anything there, but I do as will as a, an aspiring actor. And I don't mean to harass you when I say this, but a very attractive one. Thank you. I feel like this might be the sort of thing that you have or, or, unfortunately we will run into oh a lot. talk a little bit Already. about that aspect of just it just as though. a
3: person or in the industry even. you can like, talk about
1: it either way uh, whatever um, you're comfortable talking about
3: yeah so like my physicality is always like the first thing that people make jokes about and then especially amongst um you know like i'm a big supporter and ally and i think of the lgbtq community but i for sure get groped and harassed anytime i go out to like weho or whatever it's, like i'll just look I'll down just I'll explain and, down, and wh- there's just like a hand like on my so that's crotch.
1: that's west hollywood here <laughs> in yeah. los angeles but it doesn't and, matter that's no no thing. but that the, because you said WeHo I just want to yeah. explain what it yeah, is yeah, yeah. and that is a very uh, gay centric right. area which
3: yeah. I love and that's why I like to go out and so I kind of just brush it off and there's always jokes made about me and on other shows that I work on and like relationships and things and like it's to the point where like I'm just tired of it because it's like not funny anymore right you know what I mean it's,
1: it's at a point where it's not just yeah like, oh, so yeah, especially when there's actual physical touching and grabbing you know? that
3: and that's not that's not a workplace thing this is like going no I know oh yeah, yeah. yeah I'm glad you but, clarified that but, the it just gets fucking old and it's like You also get tired of feeling like an object and you want people to see you like a person and not like an object because everything boils down to what they're doing to you, which is just objectifying you and making you sort of less than a person. Mm -hmm. So when they look at you and they talk to you, they don't really see you like 100 percent. They just see what they want and what they can get from you. And then that's kind of it. And that sucks. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, that's obviously something that, you know, it's not just, you know, obviously the incidents of the, I'm using air quotes for those not watching on YouTube, the casting couch, you hear about that. That's not yeah. just, for women, that is something that happens, you feel like, you know, I've, I have a friend who told me a very specific story about a, a guy who was ready to represent her early in her career, and he basically called her at, like, three in the morning and told her to come over, and she didn't, and then the career kind of slowed down at that right, point, right. and it's... Yeah, you know, how many stories of that are there? You know, tons. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, that can also happen to men too. And you know, because we're here on the BlackCast, we're showbiz adjacent. We're not really in show business, but you know, we're right on the cusp. We live mm-hmm. in L.A. We're so we dance right close to it. Uh, that's sort of what we're talking about. But obviously, plenty of other industries. You you hear these kind of stories, right. and uh, we appreciate people sharing them with us if they want to after the fact. But at this point, I'd like to. Try and lighten the mood and ask, Coltrane, what do you think is next for O.J.?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I I know that he wants, I I know there there has been talk of him doing a uh, reality show with Casey, but um, sadly Casey's parents have said that they will sue her if she tries to do a reality show. So I'm not 100% sure what is uh, next for OJ. And by Casey, you mean
1: you mean the future Mrs. Coltrane, Casey Anthony? I was going to say, the future
0: love of my life, Casey Anthony? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Okay,
1: because you're not going to put a ring on it because you're not an
2: idiot. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> is the reality show called Hit It and Acquit It?
0: Hey! Look that's at that. Good. Wow. Jeff is so quick. By the way, by the way that, that TV show would probably sell. I'm just saying.
1: Oh, that TV show would definitely sell. And anyone who thinks that an OJ Simpson TV show wouldn't be put on the air... I'm sure that people are just sort of waiting for the right fit. The one that they think the, the bloody glove. <laughs> <So> <laughs> it, all, it all makes sense. What about that book he wrote, If I Did It, Here's How? <laughs> well, it, it was called If I Did It, and then Fred Goldman ended up publishing it, and I think they changed the title, and whatever money was made off of that book, he got.
2: So They didn't change it, the title. It just oh, says, it, I did it, in yeah, really big right. letters, and in really small type, it, it says, if. Says if. if.
1: Yeah, so that's right. I'm glad you pointed that out. It says, I did it, O.J. Simpson. And in in the beginning, there's, if. And the I think that has something to do with why he lives in Florida. I I don't quite know. Because all of a sudden, O.J. gets out, and then there's all this signed USC and Buffalo Bills merchandise that's up there. Look, if there's a signed VHS copy of The First Naked Gun, I might bid on it. I, I, I'm not too proud to say that. But whatever
2: anyone else seems Just to Just because you think, want to see him fall down the stadium steps in a I wheelchair? Mean, if
1: you think about it, it is kind of funny that uh, O.J. gets dragged around <laughs> Los Angeles. The word right if driving. is buried
2: in the <laughs> yeah. eye
1: itself. Take a look for uh, those of you that want to see the title of that book. But look, OJ is going to be able to make money. And at some point, I think he owes... Fred Goldman, like, $33
2: million. Because he lost... So, like, he got acquitted on the criminal charges, but he lost the civil civil suit. So, it's like, he basically... Lost in the trial of whether or not he murdered her and that's why the title looks like that because with the civil suit Goldman had the rights to like anything OJ did and he has the rights to like garnish his wages and all these things so basically he was able to come in and edit the title so that it's like oh you want to write a book about how you murdered my daughter you piece of shit I'm going to make it say you did it even when you're saying you didn't yeah I know it
1: went to a more serious place but I'd like to find I, I hope that OJ finds work because uh, if he doesn't, then he has a lot of free time on his hands. And look what happened the last time OJ had a lot of free times in his hands. He ended up going to jail in Nevada for like nine years or whatever it was. I'm
2: not black. I'm OJ. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: I, by the way, I don't know <laughs> if anybody it? saw yeah. it,
2: but there was a great. Uh... I
0: was gonna say, yeah. Did you, Did you watch the documentary?
1: Which one the was that? 34? That's the the net, ESPN, documentary ESPN one. one. No, yeah. uh, I did not. Culture, and your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, because essentially it was. It's he basically. Like he had spent his life turning his back on being black, but then when he needed it, he can't, like used it to his advantage, and then it was just like, nah, I'm not really black. And so it's like he didn't get as much love afterwards as he sort of could have because, like, people, there were a certain group of people that felt like it was a balance in, in the criminal justice system. I'm not saying that's right, I'm saying that that was. A lot, that was a sentiment that was out there. So there was a lot of people who were just like, "Yep, he's black," and you know, we don't want to see that happen again. But then it was like, again, he, he had spent all his life kind of distancing himself from being black, and then he distanced himself from the black community again, which is that's why if you ask a lot, of, a lot more people now, they will they'll be like, "Yeah, he did it," even though at the time, basically, it was not entirely, but there was a lot of racial divide as to whether or not he did it or didn't and now it's less like that and it's because basically like he actively it was just like nah I'm not black fuck that
2: so the documentary is amazing anybody who has a chance you should really watch it's like six hours Yeah, that's, but it's, it's I, really good and that's the thing I was going to say what Coltrane's talking about is like the first two or three episodes or so it's like two hours is not at all about the murder it's all like pre-murder it's about los angeles and the zeitgeist specifically the rodney king uh sure, beating and yeah. then acquittal because that happened right before right. the whole right which is, is why what people forget there's that. an interview with jurors at the end of the documentary where like there's a lady who's straight up like no matter what i saw i was gonna vote not guilty because i was mad I about to do king. It. And it and it basically is like the other thing that i found really interesting was it's like Because I was a kid when it happened. I didn't really understand everything. But it was like learning that history and learning the context under which these things were going on. The idea... Because it's like basically you got acquitted from the idea that the police had committed a conspiracy against you. Well, if the police committed a conspiracy against you, no shit. Every piece of evidence is going to make you look super guilty. So Mm -hmm. it's almost like... Everything that makes us be like, "How could you think he's not guilty?" is exactly why he could have looked like he was the victim of a conspiracy at the right, time. Right. If you really believed that the Los Angeles Police Department and judicial system was as corrupt as it blatantly was, like Garcetti was a piece of shit. The guy before him was the guy, um, the original leader uh, AD for the uh, uh, Menendez trial, and he right. was trying it's to like the- remove. Patient doctor confidentiality, like the Los Angeles legal system from the judicial and the police side in like the 80s and 90s, is basically the worst it was, and and before that it was just blatantly racist.
1: Shining a light on this whole situation by our resident blackcast legal expert uh, Jason Blair, who I know for some reason I think we can't actually call him that. So a guy we know in the chat is uh, saying, I know why he lives in Florida. It's a legal reason. Florida has the largest homestead exemption in the country. Mm -hmm. The homestead exemption is the base amount you can keep from debtors to maintain your existence and that's why CEOs always move to Florida and buy a mansion right before the company goes down the tubes. And our friend Kevin Scott, thanks for joining us in the chat. He says, freaking Nordberg, just to go back to Naked Gun (laughs) Movies. I'm glad Kevin's joined us at this point. And he also says another reason why Florida should be sought off from the mainland United States. That is
2: Kevin Scott. Wouldn't that make us like a transgendered country?
1: Because you just cut off our dong. <laughs> oh. yeah. uh, anyway, it'll be Thanks, fascinating to see. another so time. be fascinating to see where we go with the OJ story after this. What's next? Uh, I feel like he's just going to keep low profile at this point because what you possible are absolutely, benefit he You're absolutely could he get wrong because he needs money. He definitely needs money.
2: Yeah. And but if, he if also smart, probably
1: likes the limelight. so But that's probably. why I'm saying
2: you should keep it local, man. Like, so, because it's Florida, because it's a state where Florida. everybody is the worst and, and loves being the worst. They'll probably embrace OJ. They'll be like, oh, you're an evil criminal. Like, you're our kind of people. Florida. <laughs> Did you guys see
0: the picture, like, I don't know,
1: like a week ago? Him at a bar chatting up ladies. Was that what it was, Coltrane? The picture of him at a bar chatting up the ladies? Yeah,
0: that's what I was referring to. It's like him and
1: two chicks in bikini. Oh, Oh, I didn't see that. For anybody that didn't see it, there was a, a really funny SNL sketch when Gal Gadot hosted, Mm. where she was out on a blind date, but she was from another country and didn't know who the guy was, and it turned out he was OJ. Uh, It's actually a really funny sketch uh, for people should check it out, because I think there's some good laughs. And by people, I mean Will, because I know he's a Gadot fan. Hey, who's not? Uh, 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 Well, yeah, I don't know, actually. I'm trying to think. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa,
3: Coach, are you not? not
2: go there. You
1: don't like her.
0: I mean, I don't think she's like, I mean, I don't know. I'm just indifferent to her.
3: Wow. Did you see Wonder Woman? No. Okay.
0: Yeah, well, that that would help
3: your
1: right. cause. Yeah.
0: But if, if not... <laughs> uh, if I mean, we, but it's like, you're like, oh, my God, like, uh, like Will's totally into her, and it's like, that's great. I'm just not. Like, she. I'm not saying she's not attractive. I'm just... My, I don't think she's as attractive as everyone else. My uncle
1: kind of broke it down that he saw Wonder Woman. He thought it was good. He thinks she's cute. But... He misses Linda Carter because she had such big cans. And I was like, well, what can I say to that? Wow. Linda Carter
2: had huge cans. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, it's sort Does of. Those would get in the way if you're fighting. No, yeah, they're not practical. Mean, do you see a lot of UFC chicks with big tits? I don't no. think so. Yeah. Why do you think
3: Amazon's cut off one boob? Yeah. Is that
2: what they do? Yeah. <sighs> what do you know? They're
3: just punching bags, uh, man
1: because uh, tis get the season the tis the season of uh, Halloween culturing before we let you go and get back to your drive uh, we're, we're gonna transition talk a little bit about Halloween for a bit and I wanted to before you go are there some all-time costumes from your memory and we have talked about this on the Black before have you seen any good costumes planned for this year or maybe you've seen people out and about or do you have some all-time best slash worst costumes that stand out for you
0: as far as this year not really I mean I've I've never really been like all that big on costumes or anything, so I don't really care. But when I lived back in LA and like there was always a party down in West Hollywood, so there were some great costumes there. So I, I will say that I definitely miss that.
1: Yeah, running through the streets and
2: seeing all sorts of crazy the inspiration things going on. for the Starbucks unicorns. What? Have you ever seen the Starbucks unicorn I have, drink? I have not. Oh, the like drink.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I did know. I do know what you're talking about. Sorry. I wasn't thinking about the unicorn drink. I'm like, wait, I, I was going to let it go and act like I knew, but then I got confused. Yeah, yeah I, I know what you're saying, Coltrane. And what we've talked about in the podcast before is that we as men always appreciated girls who took the opportunity to be like, oh, I'm just going to be a sexy cat. I'm going to be a sexy mouse, you know, basically sexy animal because I'm going to wear a short skirt and draw... Uh, some whiskers on my face, and it's anything that is an excuse for that. Obviously, uh, was something that Blackass Nation would always be supportive of. Uh, but obviously, we're just looking. You know, sure. we're just looking. Yep. That's but if we're gonna learn anything from the last forty-five minutes, it's the fact that you just you just look. You know, you can unless, appreciate. Unless, yeah, unless unless she approaches you, and then uh, game on. Right. Well, Coltrane, we really appreciate you uh, joining us on your drive. And uh, Will asked us before we started, you're not driving back cross-country, are you?
0: Uh, not currently, no.
1: Okay. Oh, but it could be in the future. Uh-oh. All right. Uh-oh. So uh, if we get some good news from the Will Taraj, that might happen. Coltrane, all the spam bots watching should refollow you at ColtraneLeaks. Leaks. And uh, anything else? Any other shout-outs you want to give before we go?
0: No, I, I, I think I'm good right now. I think I'm all caught up. Because ColtraneLeaks, Leaks I'll think is... of something in five minutes, but not now, you know? <laughs> well,
1: you can always text it to me while you're driving because that's safe. Uh, all right, well, that's our friend Coltrane, a big part of the black cast. So uh, you need to hang up because I can't from here. So when
2: No, dri- you hang up. Yeah, no, yeah. you hang up. <laughs> you when the driving
1: allows you to hang up, please do, and we will definitely talk to you soon here on the Blackcast. Coltrane. Fingers crossed for some road rage. Well, and wow, and we know what a fan you are of road goes. rage. He was like, bye. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was great to have Coltrane with us. Yes. Uh, it was interesting that he was driving, mm-hmm. and there was a little bit of uh, you know background noise the whole time, yes. but uh, it, uh, we call that ambient sound. Right.
3: Now um, that it's gone, you kind of miss it. I, I, miss I, I do, actually. I, mean, yeah. I definitely miss
1: Coltrane, though. So it was quiet. great. I love talking to that guy. We, haven't, we don't talk to him nearly enough anymore, Mm -hmm. and uh, always good and look I saved some very important issues that I thought were good Coltrane issues to have on the Blackcast because we could have talked about some of those on Blackcast 249 but uh uh-uh that was where we were edging to 250. That's the title of that episode because like yeah. you love you some edging. But we're going to talk about Halloween for probably the rest of the show now. Okay. And you know, there's only four more hours of the show, so everybody stay tuned. We'll check the tote board and see how much money we've raised for Christians' kids. So that's right. Let's
2: say we got K A R S. Yeah, we got a donation
3: from
1: um, Matt and Casey Barbecue. Oh. That's it so far. No, he's not asking you to send us more barbecue. Matt and Casey does too much for us. He does. Because send um, us more for those of you watching on YouTube, Jeff and I have Blackcast t-shirts yeah. on. And as always, Will hey, does not match the theme. Who <laughs> had this logo
3: designed for you? So Will Sterling. You're for are And I love this logo. I mean, I didn't make it. My friend no, but your friend did made it. it.
1: And we also have our Blackcast mugs, yeah. neither of which we would have if not for Matt and Casey at Sober as a Bird. And... I Never found out what his friends from the soap company thought of oh, our mentioning it during yeah. the show. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they listened. So Matt, in the chat, oh that rhymed. Let us chat. know. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about Halloween. We'll, uh, if you're in the chat now, you can share with us some of those costumes. I know some of you shared them earlier, so I'll scroll up and find them. Yeah.
2: But no, fuck you, do it now. <laughs> do it <Yeah>. again. <laughs> do it again. No,
1: look, it's all right. Don't don't listen to Jeff. This that's why there's no eocast. Listen to how you talk to the people. <laughs> wow. but, this that's why
2: I do it once every ten years. You got to get them really wanting yeah, it. The I'm so angry. I'm just going to stick on this idea that I do something once every 10 years. I can't wait till <laughs> you do it, though. It's going to be 10 great. years from <laughs> now. Like, so, where is it?
1: Where is it? Fuck. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Agent Starling, Will Sterling had yeah. his. This isn't an annual. No Halloween because yeah. it's a Halloween housewarming. It's a this different is a Halloween party. Housewarming,
3: but we've had I've had a Halloween I've had a Halloween party every year for like several years. Yeah, yeah. I so I think it's I've, gonna be it's gonna keep up. It's gonna
1: keep it going. Yeah. But this was also a combination housewarming party. Yes, it was. And thank God that it was no longer 107 degrees in the valley. Correct. It was hot inside the party, but at least we could go outside. There's an AC unit going. Yeah, the wall unit. I didn't They're, think it was too hot. No, but then again, I again, mean, I wasn't wearing a lot of clothes. I, I had, had a, a sweater. sweater on. And yes, let's talk a little bit about how you were dressed. Yes. And your costume because mm-hmm. we alluded to it. I don't know like an hour and a half ago here on the episode actually right. like about an hour and 20 minutes ago. So anyway, talk about your costume and the party a little bit. I was
3: it. Freddie Mercury of the band Queen and I wore this like onesie jumpsuit that was like glittery and a fake mustache and I had a microphone and it was great. But it, it was a very great look. revealing jumpsuit. Yeah. Cuz <laughs> it like it cuts down, you know, Google any of those fucking pictures of Freddie Mercury and you know what I'm talking yeah. about. And by the way, all uh, these different styles of jumpsuits.
1: And Will has posted pictures on Instagram at WillSterling yes. underscore. Yeah, and you can also, and I have one of the three of us at Christian DMZ. It's good. So. It's already
3: got a lot of likes. People are digging it. Yep. People a big fan of this.
1: People a big fan of that look. <laughs> and that's a good look. <laughs> yeah. And, the nipples uh, kept coming out. You know, it was a it was a big deal. I was dressed as Mr. Rogers, which some people got. You did not get it.
3: No, it took me a long time. And
1: somebody is going up the stairs. They're like, are you Ken Bone? And I'm like Ken, Ken Bone. People don't necessarily remember Ken Bone, but during last year's presidential election, which people may or may not remember, was won by yep. Donald Trump. Uh, the, yeah, you there ask, was like, a, some
2: weird energy questions.
1: Yeah, so there was the hmm. it was the town hall one, and he this guy Ken Bone had on. He basically was dressed like Mister Rogers. And then he was, like, an internet sensation, and then all of a sudden people, like, dug a little deep and were like, oh, I don't know if we like this guy, allegedly. So, you know.
2: (laughs) Well, was he a pedophile? Because that's the first thing that came to my head. When you saw him? Yeah.
1: uh, I don't believe he was a pedophile, but I think that, you know, there was, like, some back taxes or something. I'm not going to allege anything, though, to Ken Bone. But I was like, no, that would have been a great costume last year, Ken Bone, but not this year. I mean, Ken Bone. So, yeah, I was Mr. Rogers. And Jeff. I would like you to talk about your costume. We will uh, tweet out a picture and post it on Instagram. Jeff has a piece of paper that says Star War, and uh, there's a pretty boss-looking X-wing yeah, and decent. a shite-looking Tie fighter and it's a couple stickers. Two figures. rectangles yeah. stacked
3: on top of and each other. So you had
1: that piece of paper like, fixed. That- to
2: a white T-shirt, and uh, that was your Star Wars shirt. Yeah, I, there's literally duct tape on the now, back of this that I used. did to, to t- you do that shirt,
1: yeah. because on the black cast I said, "Hey, you should do like you did for the May 4th, May the Fourth be with you black cast, where you taped
2: the Star Wars DVD to, to your, your shirt." shirt. Yeah. yeah, it was. Well, it was partly that inspiration, and partly like I was just like, "How can I be even lazier? Like, how can I?" Because to me, like. Uh, I'm just like one of those weird oppositionally defiant people who thinks like the best kind of Halloween costume is a Halloween costume where I refuse to get dressed up and basically like make a commentary on getting dressed up by dr- writing fucking Star War on a piece of paper I'm like look how stupid you are Lord, by like me being stupider Like, I-, I don't know why I love those kinds of things yeah. but that's always been like my MO is like show up to a party without dressing up and find some way to justify it. I mean, Natasha had a similar <laughs> yeah, thing exactly
1: Yeah exactly what I was about to mention. Uh, Asian Romanoff had a shirt and hers was a lot nicer than that because it was like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it looked like it was... not she, pause, but she, what is So that, I that?
2: had already made this by yeah. the time she got home because she was working yesterday and then I was like, so should we make you one or whatever? And she was like, yeah. And then I was like, how about like a Stranger Things one? I was like, even better, strangest thing. Exactly. And so so you were Star War yeah. and she was Strangest Things and no one can
1: sue either one of you. The, yeah. I
3: don't know why the Star War thing reminds me of one of my favorite cosplay like pictures. It was like all, like the basically like the Latino like Hispanic version of Star Wars characters. So it was like the kind of Cholo Chola like kind of thing, and it was Star Wars.
1: A Star Wars, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. it. Was uh, was our friend Watto involved in that? I by the way, I don't think so. You don't think he was there?
2: No, uh, I don't, uh, don't think so. I, I came up with some good names of uh, the different Star Wars characters. Oh, that's right. You did research. I forgot about this. Yeah. Uh, so or show prep. You ham, did show prep. Yeah. Ham tandem. <laughs> ham tandem. Okay, I like it. Duchess Leah Organic. Oh, I do like that. Lark Pond Skimmer. (laughs) Lark Pond Skimmer. Old Wonton Kentucky. Oh, okay. (laughs) I like Old Wonton Kentucky. And Bullwinkle. Oh, for two bucks. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: Bullwinkle's a character. Know, so you used another like character Because
2: once again I'm like, Oh, I'm being creative. I better stop. Uh, I better just rip something off. There were some
1: some <laughs> solid costumes at the party last night. I think Will's was the best. Hey. And Jeff's was the second best. Thanks.
2: I love that was the worst part. Or like I actually felt bad going home because Natasha was like, Everybody seemed to like your costume and like didn't even care about mine, and I was like, i'm sorry <laughs> well to be fair she, she just... borrowed
1: my red cardigan at one point so yeah. people
2: couldn't see it that's true too my
1: favorite moment though was uh there was the guy there who had on the bow tie and i don't remember what his costume was and he's like people don't know what i am i'm like what are you young sheldon <laughs> and so he laughed and he thought that like oh that's what i should tell people and i was like well yeah because uh, whatever it's he thing, was
2: though. a viner that was the thing like oh, it I wasn't even it the name I of a viner he was just called a vi- somebody who did vines or something i'm no, assuming No posted
1: on the the app vine that people don't use yeah. anymore cuz like like some instagram stories
2: vimer type uh, thing oh, like, the, like that was the impression i got or that was what the, from what they had said yeah. and i was like oh terrible costume, and i just kept moving on with one of what was going. Uh, one of
1: wills friends was there and she was dressed as a little red riding hood who had already mm-hmm. had an altercation with the big bad wolf one of my friends and she had a scratch what well, i I'm, you can say whatever you Keep, want you're about keeping that a very that's good you can say that however you want to you, you add anything to that comment that you'd like to mm-hmm. that's up to you that's not my it's not my story to it's someone it's someone
2: i fancy i'll say that
1: okay because mm-hmm. yeah. you're a fancy lad and mm-hmm. you fancy
2: a lass yeah. do you remember that you wrote down yes. one of my jokes oh, last night
1: <laughs> to to and uh we were talking to her a great girl i really enjoyed talking to her I talked to her for a few minutes and she uh, found out about me being married because she's like oh is the ring part of the costume and I'm like no no, I have a wife she's like where is she and I explained where my wife is my wife's still in New York because her episode of Orange is the New Black is filming currently so she was excited about that I talked about how she was pregnant with our, our daughter who will be with us who will be dropping by December 19th Shit. and I talked about our son Felix and so she knew so much about me in the space of two minutes and I just referenced and you like wow she knows a lot about you uh, we liked her a lot uh, Jeff and I did and There was a moment that was very funny. Can you set
2: it up, or should I set it up? The I, context I, of it. I guess. I think you're gonna have to set it up.
1: Uh, now I forget why you said the right, thing. So then I'll set it yeah, up. Yes, so, 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 so no. set it up. <laughs> so set up the clip,
3: goddammit! Right, it! Fuck
2: yeah! Don't fuck wait for the translation. The, so uh, we were discussing uh, William having some like good times, and then it, there was a discussion of uh, the Beetlejuice house because well, yeah, Beetlejuice was like uh, streaming on the uh, projector. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And so the Tim Burton themed yeah. restaurant. So it was yeah. like, oh so, yeah, there's this like Tim Burton themed. Restaurant and just like talking about Tim Burton and all these things. I was like, the guy who makes the snowboards, (laughs) just like stopped the whole conversation. The whole
1: conversation, like, you could hear (laughs) that, like, everything stopped down cold. And she was, but you know, look, she'd had a cocktail or two. To tell
3: you the truth, I don't even know if I understand that joke. The guy makes the snowboards, so explain the joke
1: because there's nothing better than as Dennis Miller used to always talk about, Larry Miller, the comedy deprogrammer. It's
2: like, wait. Let's talk about that joke. So talk about the joke. Explain it. <laughs> so Burton is a snowboard and skateboard company okay. that has been, like, very popular for a long time. Gotcha. So, like, Burton skateboard or Snowboards is, like, one right. of the top echelon okay. snowboard companies. Okay. And, so, and here I thought you were talking about Tony Hawk. That's <laughs> what I yeah, – Because yeah. that, that, that was the Will joke said. that yeah. Will made afterwards was, like – Because well, the best part about that was, like, so I make that joke – as, as just like a typical Jeff offhand, I'm going to say something dumb and we'll keep continuing the conversation, like not thinking it would stop things down. Mm-hmm. But then she like refused to go any further no, until I she, explained yeah, the joke.
1: She was so mad and that you're like... <laughs> You don't know Tim Burton, you know, and you're like, no, I do. I was just making a dumb joke, and then, and then you saw me. I took out my phone and I, I wrote that down, and I just showed you. I'm like, that's that's for tomorrow.
2: And then I, I snuck another one in after she, after she started talking that I think only Will got because it was a reference to Will's being like, yeah, like Tony Hawk and blah blah blah. And then so she's like, so yeah. Uh, so Tim Burton, I was like, after he landed the nine hundred, <laughs> <I was like, laughs> and just like, I just kept making comments like that because I just—that's me. I think it's fun.
3: I, um, I have no recollection of that conversation. Oh. Really? Wow, I didn't realize I drank because that much. Oh, you, were, you were in a very
2: shit-faced. fun place. Like by
3: the time yeah. I got there, there it yeah, was, you, yeah, yeah.
2: We were out by like your I didn't back door. I not think I was that drunk in the moment. You I never like did, I and
3: I don't dr- mean you no, personally. Like,
1: one never thinks they're know, that drunk. But I know,
3: mean, but like I feel like I know I've been more drunk than that in the past, and I was like, felt like I was just
2: like.
1: I think you've you been didn't... more drunk than that in this studio, actually. Yeah, okay. If I had to guess, yes.
2: But uh... <laughs> you didn't seem like you were necessarily like so inebriated. But I think it was like more than just the the alcohol inebriation. You. Were like emotionally inebriated to an extent because mm. it was like from by the time we got there it was things like i'm going out back i'm infatuated and like those were the kinds of comments did he you were, say that yeah i so, said that yeah. you said that wow wow i remember
3: saying that Cause Cause you was are like, a
2: fancy it's like oh i'm gonna follow so and so yeah whoever gratuated. this person is and, yeah. and, and so it was like those were the kinds of comments that were that had been made beforehand so it was like i just got the impression that it was just like will's enjoying his party right as he's meant to. and then i remember like, you were I mean, gonna I go a good time you yeah. were gonna go
1: out one door to the outside uh so <laughs> that you and natasha could talk yeah and uh they were out there uh talking so yeah. you so were we like had we, had we gotta talk talk go the other, the other way yeah and i i just Swallowed <laughs> everything, and uh, we ended up outside for a while to cool down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I gave your girlfriend my cardigan, although I had to take it back. Yeah, <laughs> but I've promised it to her. After Halloween, it's hers. I don't, I don't need it anymore. She although stole that might my come as...
2: Bojack sweater from my costume a couple years ago. What? She's just a sweater thief.
1: That sounds like her. In, in all honesty, mm-hmm. uh, Lisa wrote a song do, about do, her. Do you remember any particularly good costumes uh, during the course of the evening? My there friends were had the robot pe- suits from which the took of the up the whole living
2: room because <laughs> they, they were so big. Yeah. I didn't zero, get one. it because
3: I haven't seen that episode. I've only seen like two episodes. Uh, there was a Ron Swanson there. There was a Star Lord. Oh, Star Lord was yeah. good, except he had
2: to carry the helmet all the
1: time.
3: Yeah, yeah. I and didn't that, know
2: he was Star Lord until I saw his helmet and was like, oh. Well, he had that
1: T-shirt on from the second movie. That's how mm-hmm. I knew. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he. he I was just like, man, that sucks. You have to carry the helmet.
2: I well, he was that standing wrong. next to young Sheldon, so I, I just wasn't. I was just like, oh, regularly dressed people. <laughs> My, cool. yeah. My roommate right.
3: and her friends were like rainbow butterflies.
2: Oh, I I just,
1: they were, I was just felt like they were costumes, you know, like, like girls just put on a bunch of stuff. And uh, I remember it was very nice. I'd never met her before. And uh, I got to chat with her. Talked to a few people. Uh Some of the regulars weren't there. Did you invite the whole usual crowd? I'm basically talking about Thomas Parm. I did. Yeah, he Tom was not there. there. Tom, Tom wasn't Tom's there. A married man
3: now. Yeah. Tom wasn't there. My friend Jack and Joey. Yeah. There, yeah. there,
1: there was like a core group of Will Sterling friends that I usually talked to at right. your parties, and none of them were there. I was looking forward <laughs> to times talking they to Thomas Parm. are changing, Christian. I know, and I don't. It, I don't like change.
2: I, look. Do you find you're hanging out with like different groups of friends now that it's less of like a couple situation? Yeah. I think so. But uh, yeah, it's a sort of change. Do your married friends
1: not want to hang out with you as much or Uh-oh. in the same way? No, they do. No, I, I, I just, I just there, a are, there
3: were a lot of people that had told me that were regulars that some were in Vegas, some were out of town for a different thing. Like, there were a lot of people that were just like, and then somebody texted me, they got sick, they couldn't make it. So the people were. They were, yeah.
1: Well, I like that you're continuing to have the parties, mm-hmm. and obviously Halloween is on Tuesday. We'll talk a little bit more. Oh, about how was
3: Halloween. the pumpkin cookies this time around? Pumpkin oh,
1: cookies were so fantastic. They were good. They just looked different. They looked they completely different than ever before, but they yeah. tasted so good. Exactly, they, they
3: looked different. I made the recipe. I made it from scratch this time. Or oh, not from because you new. Memory,
1: because your new apartment is at sea level. That's the difference. That's it. We're in the valley. That's, that's it. That, that's probably that's what it, it. is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, but I look forward to having you post on November first because that's the day you start listening to Christmas music. Joy the World Day, motherfuckers! I, I love that you have that day.
2: Yeah, um, I used to love Christmas music, and then it was like moving out here and never getting to celebrate Christmas with my family made me just stop giving a shit. Like to a sad extent, like I oh, used to so really love. I'm sad to hear Christmas, you say that. And now I'm just kind of like, oh, Christmas. You Christ. want to celebrate I'm, with Will? I'm a little less Maybe. aggressive about it these days, but you still you still listen future. to it though. It.
3: I
1: mean, you're gonna listen that day.
2: Yeah
3: I'll, yeah, I'll probably get one in there.
1: Just one, probably. Just one song.
3: It's a lot less than I used to need it for something because it sort of like helped me cope with things, and like now I don't need it so much.
1: All right, well mm. I'm gonna call you and I'm gonna, I'm
3: gonna. Still love Christmas. What's the number one Christmas song
2: though? Like, what's the one that you have question. to listen to first? It's always,
3: uh, it's usually Christmas time is here from Charlie
1: Brown.
2: Ah. Okay. I'm gonna.
3: I haven't watched the fucking great pumpkin yet. I gotta
1: watch that. I, I have to watch it with Felix basically oh tomorrow because he oh hasn't seen it yet. Shit. And yeah, there's just been. So much going on. BlackCast250 has just consumed my life and the <laughs> life of uh, all 10 people watching now in the chat. Thank you. Hey. Um, but uh, anyway, so I'm excited about you posting about that day and we'll tease it forward a little bit. We have some very exciting episodes of the BlackCast audio only episodes, mm. but we're going to do a Thor Ragnarok episode. We're going to do a Justice League episode. We're going to do a Punisher episode. And I hope we do a Star Wars Episode 8 interview uh, episode. But uh, we'll see if I get out to that movie. Oh, yeah. Depending on when baby girl Blatt drops. Baby. TBD. TBD. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The Blatt Daughter.
1: That's her name. There Finally, we TBD. came up with it. Uh, and I had somebody say to me earlier today that it's it's so easy to come up with girl names. I, they can't believe I don't have it. No, it's the hardest thing ever.
3: Marie Antoinette Blatt.
1: Done. Thank you. Uh, so I've solicited people online for sex. No, I've solicited people online for stories of... Great costumes, terrible costumes, whether it's this year or all time. And we've had this good. Co- Thanks, Clanky. Uh, that, that's, it. that's Jeff's costume today. I'm
4: Clanky. Hi, I'm Clanky. How, the How are you, everybody?
1: Uh, so uh, we got some good ones, uh, some good costumes. I'll start, uh, and then I'll ask you guys, so rack your brains for some of your favorite all times, whether it's yourself or ones that you've seen at a party. My favorite costume is myself. Just you, being yeah, it's Will Sterling. Sterling. Yeah. That's a fucking awesome costume. I get to wear it every day. day. I could not pull it off. I, I would not be day. able to do that costume. Uh, let's see. Jason Blair says he learned a lesson. Don't dress up as Spock when you are in your first year of law school unless you want the professors to hammer you with questions all day long. Uh, Matt and KC, my best was a Hitman costume a few years ago. Wow. He shaved his head and everything. Now, the Matt and KC I know has a shaved head, so yeah. I guess maybe it was basically just for that. But anyway, uh, Jeff. Favorite all-time costumes. You seem to not be somebody who puts a lot of, uh, what's the word, Uh, effort into costumes. (laughs) So what are some that
2: you've seen that you remember? I always just, I don't know. There's no real costumes I can think of that I'm like, "Oh, what a costume." I see like other people that have like costumes I've bought that just didn't work out. Like yeah. any of those uh inflatable costumes, ones where you have to oh, like, yeah. like like the T-Rex, the T-Rex Rex sure. or what. I had one that was like you're what, riding a flamingo and like you're just blown up flamingo around you. I tried using it. It was just the worst, dumbest fucking costume ever. Yeah. So it's like I see people with those working and I'm always like, "What did you do? Like yeah. how did you get it to work?" I also hate costumes because as like a Uh, I guess not typically shaped person just in terms of like uh, I'm a little bit longer in the torso and stuff I can't have the hardest goddamn time finding uh, costumes that fit. I once bought a Ninja Turtle costume when I was out here it straight up like almost ripped my nutsack in half (laughs) like my whole dick and balls were completely showing every time I wore it so I was like okay like how does this why can't I get a costume that doesn't show my dick off like well, on. because on look it's I so wonder big. the same thing yeah exactly <laughs> Ugh, all these problems with uh, this monstrous dick I've, I've <laughs> seen
1: people post or reposting a picture that is on the internet of it's like a whole group of kids sitting on the couch with those like really shitty store butt like 70s costumes which still sold in the 80s and probably into the 90s so you guys might have had some of them but the ones with the really bad plastic mask and like the vinyl like i had the worst spider-man costume ever Mm -hmm. yeah because here i was crazy and you know it was like 1985 and i was like oh you know mom it'd be really cool for halloween i could have a black spider-man costume and she was like nope you're gonna wear the shitty plastic one that your brother wore five years ago and i'm like (laughs) Okay, <laughs> and it was bad because it like says Spider-Man at the top yeah, of the you're costume. Like, Spider-Man doesn't put his name on his fucking no, costume.
2: He, he doesn't need to people advertise. Know who Spider-Man people is. knows
1: who he is. Uh, but and I just God, those costumes were the worst. But you could get your characters and anything. But you know the little bit of history as to what became of a Captain Kirk mask.
3: Yes. Go ahead it and was, tell people it became Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. they just
1: spray painted it.
3: Yeah, it was just a cheap, shitty one from like a from yeah. like a like a CVS type store, drugstore, right. and they just got painted it white. And uh, that became the iconic mask for Michael Myers. Uh,
1: yeah. And what are uh, what are some of your favorite all time costumes that I've right? done? That you've done
3: or seen? When I was a kid, I, I did memory. Batman like twice in a row, and I'm sure it was like the same super shitty cheap. Yeah. In Which my Batman, memory, the, like my, the Michael George Clooney, the only one. Okay. The the only one. I dressed up as
2: uh, Jim Carrey's Riddler. Nice. That's a, that's pretty painted My hair orange. I everything. love that jacket. Like
1: that Riddler, it's a cool look. But anyway, this is, so you, this is
3: when Batman Returns had come out. Okay. I did that like two years in a row. Then I did a Ninja Turtle. That was great. I did my like. My mom made me a Power Rangers costume. I was the Black Ranger, Uh, and then the mask. Jim Carrey's. I love the mask. Somebody
2: shot me. I
3: love I was obsessed with that fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so much that you actually saw the prequel sequel or whatever. I did not see son of the mask. Yeah, that's not no, look good. No, yeah. but they had a mask cartoon
2: show. Yeah. I was ah, it. watch the cartoon. Yeah. Like when they used to just make shitty generic cartoons for, for a any successful, successful movie, movie. like yeah. Men in Black. Let's just quote that one line. Like welcome to Earth. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to Earth. Well, that's actually <laughs> that's the Independence yeah. Day. I know.
1: But uh yeah, and it, it was weird cuz usually the guy who did the Dan Castellaneta, the guy who did the voice of Homer it was usually the main voice like he was the fake genie on the uh, uh the, mm-hmm. on the Aladdin yeah. sequels and yeah. I think the TV series too. Yep. And he I I, I I might be wrong that he was the mask as well but it just in my mind. I think that was is. Rob Paulson. I think you think you might be right. His um, name
2: was Robert Paulson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> His name was Robert Paulson. Well yeah. And uh so that, your those Batman are some costumes. favorites. Yeah. Those are some favorites. But those are just store-bought ones you were just those excited to school. do. Yeah, I just liked um, them. I have a I have a couple of favorites. The same Halloween, and I know which one it is because of what my costume was. Uh, I've talked about this in the broadcast before. I'm 100% sure of this. But uh, 1996, I was Bob Dole. So I, uh, I put some, uh, I wore my suit. I had a little pen in my hand and I just stayed there like that. And I went around and I was like, well, I did a bad impression of Norm McDonald's. I was like, uh, oh, Bob Dole wants to trick or treat. You know, just, it was stupid. I didn't trick or treat, but it was, I was in college. I was going to parties and stuff. And, um, somebody asked me if I was Richard Nixon. And I was like, thanks. And uh, I went around and that was my favorite costume that I ever did. And not just because, you know, it's funny, different time and place. Just some random girl just grabbed my junk at this party I was at. I I, I didn't mind it. Uh, But I don't know why. I guess she'd always wanted to check Bob Dole's prostate, I suppose. She had
2: a thing for power.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That... Halloween, uh, it, it, there when I when I was in college, we I was in Poughkeepsie, New York, and there was a place called The Chance that's actually still there. They were having like a Halloween party, and everybody from my school was there, at least if they were uh, of age. And so uh, the best costume I ever saw, which I've seen since, but it was just so perfectly done. This girl Shannon that I knew, she went as Carrie. She wore her prom dress from a few years earlier and just spattered it with blood. And I'm like, great, that's all you need. Yeah. And. I just thought it was such a great costume. I've seen people do it since. But that is one of my favorite costumes. Now we're going to move a little bit down the list of um, bad costumes. Uh, My friend Bill suggested, uh, or he actually just told me the story. I once saw someone in New Jersey dressed in blackface as Tiger Woods with a golf club smashed over her head. Smashed over her head. I think it, the person was yeah. a girl. So uh, it in was blackface. probably
2: it was probably Tiger Woods post like the whole run in yeah. with Elon where he got like um, beat up by oh, yeah. his wife. But the XY reason wife. why
1: I mentioned this is cuz it reminded me oddly enough junior year of high school there was a kid in my class whose name I won't say. Uh, he came to school blackface, Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, he was asked to go home. Yeah, yeah, and you know I've talked about how small my school was, but there there was a black family in my school. Yeah. So uh, you know he almost was able to get away with it, but he still would have been sent home. What and, was he
3: trying to dress up as?
1: Uh, he was uh, I, well. Let's put it this way: he brought a gigantic like boombox as well, so he oh, was definitely going. Radio like rapper. He was probably Radio Ryan <laughs> yep. Love Hate. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like. Oh that's uh that's not cool. No. And um this is- not the worst thing this guy did while I went to school with him. Uh, my friend Jen sent me a link that's out there. There's a toddler dressed up as Pennywise. That uh, super creepy. That I will not share here on the YouTube page, but people can find it. My sister dressed up. She has like the David Tennant dress. Yeah. And her little daughter Caitlin, who's about to turn four. At least I hope it's four. Otherwise, I'm embarrassing myself. Uh, is dressed as Rose. Okay. So I thought that that was cute, even sure. though uh, you know Rose, don't get me started. Uh, and my friend Jessica uh, has a, somebody she knows. I at least I assume somebody says, was dressed as Negan and his girlfriend was dressed as Lucille. I don't watch The Walking Dead, but mm. I know that actor who plays the character Negan and Lucille is his bat, so that with the barbed wire on it. Yeah. So those are some fun costumes, I think. Um, but, uh, you know, not as good. You know, that Freddie Mercury is kind of all time now because Whoa. let's talk about the mustache. It was, yeah. Because the solid mustache, costume. so because Will Sterling, I love you. Can't you you grow can't, can't grow a mustache. No. It's just no, not going to happen. No. Yeah. So, uh, you, had, you to have, had to have the fake one. Yeah. Uh, Mark Hunt has the <laughs> worst costume. Back in the mid-90s, his wife and he were visiting a friend of theirs. Their young son was around seven or eight at the time. This is long. Uh, her son was about to go trick-or-treating, and he wanted to show us his costume. He comes running out of a bedroom in blackface. Oh, this is a theme. Wearing an Afro wig, a football jersey, brown gloves, carrying a football, and a plastic bloody butcher knife. He started yelling, I'm O.J. Simpson. We were speechless. Our friend thought it was cute and went out with him that night. Needless to say, our friend was more than a little weird. But little Arthur grew up to become a decorated Navy SEAL, so at least there's right. that, I guess.
3: Oh, I've got another favorite costume of mine, because of the circumstance. You guys seen American Psycho? Yes. Uh-huh. So there's the scene where he like is chasing after the girl covered in blood with a chainsaw and mm-hmm. butt naked except for tennis shoes. So I was in college and I just always wanted to do that costume, but I couldn't find like flesh-colored underwear, so I just wore like a pair of whitey tighties, and then like sneakers and had like a fake chainsaw and covered myself in fake blood and just ran around screaming. I love it. So when was, was this? uh like a while in year? junior year of college. Okay. And I know. was going to my friend's house. I, mean, I was staying at the house. I wasn't like out in public. So it wasn't going to be like intense. That's a little
1: yet. bit better. Yeah.
3: yeah. So but when I get to the house, I just blow through the front door and I'm just like screaming like Aah! like with the chainsaw and shit and like covered in blood, pretty much butt naked. His parents are sitting on the couch with these two girls who I find out later were like uh because his family's Mormon, were like missionaries, like sister missionaries. Oh, okay. And they'd never seen a man that unclothed before in their entire <laughs> lives
1: mm-hmm. you weren't that. even wearing the sacred underwear i lo- this the magic underwear uh, I love that part of the story. Oh, see, that's days. a great one. And uh, I'm sure it's weird. Bujenski just texted me and he wants to know if he can see pictures of you in that costume. So oh, go figure. They exist. By the way, Buzinski, uh liked <laughs> the Instagram post about this episode, but uh, he is not here with us. But that's all right. But he, one day he'll, but he liked it. One day we're going to bring the mobile uplink unit out to Hermosa and uh, we will uh, do a uh, Bujensky cast. Uh, let's see. Uh, Melissa Price Fry says a favorite of hers that uh, Dougie and She Wore it went as a pair of dice made out of boxes and spray paint. It's very easy, very cute. That's kind of cool, going as dice. Yeah. Sort of like the robot costume. Uh, our friend Peyton, a.k.a. Steve Cowley, uh, said that uh, he handed out cam- candy dressed in a cowboy hat and a Ronald Reagan mask. This was 87-88. So that's a pretty good one. There you go. Uh, Oh, my goodness. You look naked in that picture. Yeah. Uh, Still legendary. Our friend Kevin Scott, a buddy of his, and he used to dress as Michael Myers, him, and Leatherface. He, Kevin Scott. He'd stand in the street staring at kids and adults trying to freak them out. Well, as we all know, junior high kids aren't scared of anything, and they were more than happy to tell him. While they were doing that, I was hiding with my chainsaw, real gas-powered one, sans chain, of course, and when I felt that they had done enough talking, I cranked it up and ran at them. Not once did they stick around. The best was the one time when a mom was with them pushing a baby in a stroller. As soon as I appeared, she screamed, Oh, hell no! And ran, leaving her baby and a sack of candy. Whoa. No, we never went after little kids. Uh, tanning up was fair game, which is a nice thing to hear. Uh, you know, yesterday I took Felix up to the farm not too far from here up in Moor park and we were having a lot of fun there was a little kid who was very excited to like scare the really little kids the toddlers mm-hmm. when they came out of the tunnel and obviously felix got really upset when like a eight-year-old like yelled boo at him and yeah. i was just like i'm not going to tear into this kid because he's eight i was just like you know i talked to him as if he were an actual person yeah and he said and, hey I,
3: fucking knock it off you piece
2: no, of shit no i was just
1: like you don't need to yell at the little kids, like you know. And right. then I punched him in the face. Yeah,
2: exactly. No, I, but exactly. I, I was waiting for you right? little yeah. shit.
1: Off. Yeah. Uh, Bill Howerton and his wife. Uh, Bill went as a hunter, and his wife went as a deer. There's actually a picture that he posted on my Facebook page, he her. Christian DMZ. Well, he mounted her. Oh, oh, so, oh, oh, I think did, we didn't even. Oh did you think we God. worked that off? Oh. oh, thank you, Bill, for setting me up for that. Uh, that and anyways, was great. Uh, referencing back to my earlier thing, and we'll be wrapping up in a moment, by the way, just for, uh, so get your final comments in there in the chat. Uh, Matt and KC reminded me, of, he's talking about my Bob Dole costume. There was one of those Norm MacDonald SNL sketches where he was Bob Dole. They had Bob Dole join the real world house and it was like a whole thing. Hooray, Bob Dole's peanut butter. So, uh, thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, Dominicus Saxon dressed up like a Catholic priest once and got a free breakfast at McDonald's that wasn't even on Halloween good wow. for you Dominicus Saxon what? Dominicus Saxon is uh, one of the proud new owners of a black cast t-shirt hey. and at some point uh, you know Will Sterling has one he just doesn't wear it yeah. but uh, at some point you know I was like trying to get people to do retweets and things. basically at this point just ask me if you want one if we have one in your size uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and send you one yeah, a- uh, because I have a lot of them still and uh, there are unfortunately as of yet we don't have 2X so we have up to XL. The smalls might be gone, but let me know what you need. Go ahead. What do you need, kid? Okay. Your first taste of Blackcast t-shirts is free. Uh, so uh just to let me know. Uh, Jason Blair went as Lil Wayne one year, but didn't do the black cast, uh, the black faced. Wow. Was that a weird? did what, what a weird uh, uh, Freudian slip that was. Black, <laughs> what? Welcome to the blackface. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Then I said black cast Black, instead of black face. blackface. Yeah. Yeah. That's how. That's how you know we've been that's going for be, almost two hours. That's the name of
2: my podcast. It's just about. It's just. It's just about things that used to be okay that are completely unacceptable.
1: <laughs> Uh, And by the way, uh, speaking of costumes, I believe that our pal uh, Gene in Philly is uh, joining us here. And he said that he's sitting here with Bert in Berlin, joining the little video party. Oh Oh my, Bert. Bert. And, uh, you know, Gene would dress up his voice as different characters. Uh, But uh, I don't know, actually. I wonder if he had costumes. Although Gene would say, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Those are all my actual friends. Right. Things like that.
3: Leo and Richmond.
1: I forgot about Leo in Richmond. Yeah. And I think Leo in Richmond actually fooled Dennis once, and unless uh, I, I'm mistaken. Uh, Matt and KC liked when Will said, joy to the world, motherfuckers. Dominica Saxon says that's going to be his new catchphrase in The Office, yeah. which I cannot wait to see
2: uh that's gonna but, i'm pretty sure that's in the new Die Hard movie yeah, yeah. Joy. <laughs> joy to the world motherfuckers pretty sure pretty sure that's actually the
1: the netflix uh punisher christmas special is actually called that uh and matt and casey points out that the clean and happy soap company the official soap oh, of the yes. Blackcast, loved it there's no such thing as bad press clean and happy soap company Selling products, you
3: can
2: just clean your body, rub it between your legs. Hey, do you Make have sure a dirty ass? <laughs> do you need to clean up those those duty booty shorts? No matter how dirty you are, the Clean and Happy
1: Soap Company wants to be part of your life. So please, take a whole fistful of Clean and Happy Soap and just put it where you want. Anywhere. On your own person, not mm-hmm. on anyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, you your w-
2: own, on your own, own person. person.
1: You want to eat it? Great! Go ahead and eat it. You want to... Give yourself a, uh, what do you call those things? Enema. Oh, an animal Yeah, exactly. An animal. I knew I knew. were <laughs> talking Is that what we're talking about? Wait, wait, what? Wait, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Kevin Scott said that Linda Carter sang I Was Made for Loving You back in the day. What? The, the Kiss disco hit. I love that uh, song. Kevin Scott has left, so I, I'm not going to get that anymore. Uh, and by the way, just to sort of tidy up from when Coltrane was still here, Jason Blair says that Coltrane is officially nuts. Gal Gadot is the hottest woman on screen since Catherine Zeta-Jones in The Mask of Zorro. Um, That's a very specific uh, specific. comparison, but she was really hot in that movie. I mean,
2: are you really hating on entrapment when you get to see her booties sliding under Under some nice yarn? (laughs) (laughs) yarn. (laughs) Uh,
1: Anyway... We had fun today, we didn't did we, guys? Fun. Yeah. And you know, we're basically, you know, the audio running time might be a little shorter because of uh, somehow I just lost my mind in the middle of the show. So right. it's almost like we got to keep talking until we get to the two-hour mark, right? Because we want people to hate the BlackCast. <laughs> Still not going to be the longest episode, though. No, no. Two what? hours, fifteen minutes. BlackCast sixty talking have about making Spider-Man up two.
2: More of your time than you wanted us to. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Welcome to the
2: BlackCast. <laughs> this we this take thing. up all of
1: your time. <laughs> Clean
2: it.
3: Wednesday, October 25th, Game 2 of the World Series, to 78 degrees, but it's going to be heating up, folks. It's uh, Sunday, October Sunday, 29th. Sunday, October
1: 29th, uh, Houston and the Dodgers all knotted up, 2-2 in the, World, up. 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 Well, the World Series. Knotted up. here. Balmy
2: 89 degrees here in <laughs> Los Angeles. So,
1: special thanks to Coltrane for driving with us, yeah. which was kind of fun. It was like we were on a road trip with Coltrane. I mean, mm-hmm. also not kind of fun. Because <laughs> of the, the the ambient noise, yeah, this is what was happening at the time. I wanted to have him be a part of the show. He, but he did he know in advance? We had an exchange that went unanswered earlier in the week, so I followed up today. I don't know, you know, it's, his life is his life. I get it. This is when we have to do it. This is when he had to drive. And I no problem lead? with that. Yeah. I love that he was here at Coltrane leaks. Of course, huge thanks to everyone who joined us in the chat. Uh, there ended up being ten at one point. That was the peak. Thank you. Everyone for joining us here as part of the Blackcast. And I should also thank everyone who's always a part of the Blackcast. We have the regulars who are always the ones to reshare the link, post, comment, all the good stuff. Ed Bernal, somebody who's never been on the Blackcast, but oh. uh, he always posts it. And of course, uh, Matt and KC, Blackcast, super fan, uber fan, everything right there. He's our guy. I know I'm uh, talking while I'm, uh, I'm texting. waiting. To... Will. Yeah. Tell people where they can find the Motivation Report. MotivationReport.com, Twitter,
3: at Motivate Report. And you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Can you do
1: that slower so I can text while you do it?
3: MotivationReport.com <laughs> on Twitter, at Motivate Report. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get most podcasts.
2: Blackface, you. <laughs> you can hear it. <laughs> in, ten, in 10 years.
1: Ten years. Blattface should be
3: it.
0: Blastface.
1: Blastered. That'll be an episode. Uh, Jeff Winstead would like me to teach Blackcast 251 to fill the time. I didn't even know Jeff was there. I knew that he retweeted the link, but he didn't want to join into the comment. Retweeted the link. Uh, Jeff, we're going to get not only to go out of the house and see a movie, I think he's going to drive to Los Angeles and see Thor Ragnarok with us. Whoa. And that'll be Blackcast 251. And then Blackcast 252, uh, I believe he'll also be with us. So, uh, Dominica Saxon has never stopped, guys. Blackcast 500 is right around the corner. That's a full D. So, again, <laughs> a, thank you to you each bat- and every D. person. you to get that full You'll D. You'll get that full D in another four and a half years. But thanks again to everybody who's a part of the Blackcast, and I mean Blackcast Nation. And, of course, at Will Sterling, at Jeff DeRay. And, yes.
3: At Will Sterling underscore.
1: What did I say? Oh, I, you're right. Will Sterling you, underscore. I'm fucking sorry. old man. I wish you could just buy it
3: from me. I can't. It.
1: But thanks again for everybody who joined us for more than two hours of Blackcast video fun. The link is still up at blackcast.com if you're just listening to the audio version. And we will see you next time on oh, the Blackcast. 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 Oh, I'm Cindy and I have fake tits.